Across the UK, online and on DAB. Take a far out trip into the twilight zone of late night radio with Ian Unmissable late night radio with the original king of unconventional conversation. Make contact with Ian Lee. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. I'm looking forward to Chris Evans tomorrow bigging up Talk Radio. 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. I'm Ian Lee. Who are you? Catherine Boyle. That's right. And guess what you got? For the next three hours, the next five nights, you've got this lousy, lame, half-arsed... Stinking. Stinking. No good. In inverted... Okay. In inverted commas, entertainment. Um, you can give us a call about anything you want. 0344 499 I'm feeling a little... I'm a little bit blue. Just feeling a little bit... Just went a bit of a downer. I had a lovely weekend. My kid's seventh birthday. I'm ashamed to say... It was the first of the ch- first children's birthday party, party I'd organised. My wife, ex-wife, get used to saying that, had, has always organised them. You know, I've kind of been in, the, I've been there and helped, you know, and helped out. But she's always organised them, and it's the first one I organised from scratch. And it was, um, we had ten children ca- uh, come, including my kids. And three of them died, tragically. Snakes, you see. 70% survived. That's how I look at it. I'm, I'm trying to be optimistic. 70% of them survived and had a, a time... Let's just say a time they will never forget. So I consider that a huge success. I, the three that passed, I wasn't keen on them. They were irritating. Um, we had a, no, we had a lovely time. We went, what the hell is this? The, what the do you want? You, what are you doing, Ash? Why are you wearing a Two Mics T-shirt? I do actually, yeah, yeah. It's a bit small for me, isn't it? The uh, XXL. <laughs> what are you doing? What have you? I thought I'd left my bag in, but it's obviously been stolen. Is it your stash? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, if you could just do your fly up, I don't want to see you, Willie. I, you normally want me like. I normally I want to, but yeah. normally not when we're on air. Oh, there it is, yeah. So um, <laughs> we uh, so no, we had a good, we had a good weekend. We went to the goat centre, um, saw some goats and some ferrets. Kids love the ferrets. A lot of ferrets riding around in. Um, in hoods. They yeah. like sitting in hoods. They stink, though, don't they? No, these ones don't. They're very, really? No, these ones didn't. They were nice. Um, uh, there, was a, there was a lovely bit where... So it's ten kids, right? And they were allowed to go into one of the fields that you're not normally allowed to go in. And the woman said, right, so you just, go, just go and sit on the pile of tyres. Why? Just go if you go and sit on the pile of tyres. And then she went and she came back and brought out the biggest goat I've ever seen in my life. goat called Edward. He's, like, literally about six... About five and a half foot tall. Massive goat. And all the kids... Cacked there, <laughs> and then of course the goat jumped up on where they were sitting because that's what goats do. That was good. And then we had the snake people came, and um, forty-five minutes we're hanging out with some snakes. You do you not a fan of the no, snakes? No, I don't like snakes. I like snakes. It's very satisfying. I had a, a six-footer around my neck. I had to um, get across a snake once to get into a news booth to read the news when I worked at Heriwood FM. There was a snake oh, in, just uh, in Zimbabwe. In, there was a snake just in Peterborough. And there was a snake just lying across the middle of the floor, and I why? had to. What do you mean? What do you, why? We had a snake in for some reason. I don't okay. know why. It would be like a feature. Bring, bring your pets to work day. And it was massive, like a big, like it was like a draft excluder kind yeah. of thickness. Yeah. And um, yeah, as I straddled it, I did feel rather vulnerable. <laughs> There's something very satisfying about having a snake. What was lovely is that all the kids are like screaming and. Bah! 
Then I, and this lady, the people that did it were great. I should I should give them a plug at some point, really, even though I pay for it. They were they were so good, they were so good, and they made the party so special. And she, she was showing them like lizards and the tortoise, and, the, and then some small snakes and some bigger snakes, and then massive snake. And then she said, "Right now, you're allowed to hold all of the animals. You're allowed to put if you come and see me, we'll put them around your neck if you want, and you haven't got to do anything you don't want to do." And all the kids are like, oh, blah, 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 blah. then after about five minutes, they're all just wandering around with snakes around their necks, just wandering around, going up to each other, got snakes around their necks, and no one. And it was weird, man. I've been to some weird parties in my time, but that was the weirdest. The snake around the neck party. And we had some good food, and everyone went. And I went home and had a cry, and I'm allowed to do that. And I went home and I started unpacking because I. Sorry, this is an update on my life. Are you are you cool with that? Are you cool with that? You wait, you wait. I've decided March 27th, I'm going to tell them what happened a year ago, March 27th. I'm going to tell them. But you've got to wait until then. You know what happened? I'm uh, vaguely aware of it. you were aware of it? I'm going to tell them. I don't care. I don't care. I'll have my money by then. I, who cares? Uh, you wait for that show, guys. Um, but then I went home and the house, you know, I had to unpack, decorated. I got all these boxes full of books and CDs I got put back out and I, I went back and I did it and I found it a little bit overwhelming and I had a little weep and I played with the cats and then I had a little doze on the sofa. Those cats are getting very uh, increasingly cheeky and bold. Oh Jesus, they have tipped. They keep tipping the bin over. They. Um, uh, it's one of those bins where you have to press the lid, yeah. like tap it to get it to flip open. They've worked it out. They've worked it out, but then they tip it over sometimes. Then uh, today I noticed that they'd eaten most of my bread, but they'd gone in round the back of the packet instead of in the open bit. Uh, it's just, it's just, it's just mayhem in my house. It's a l'anarchie, which is French for the anarchy in my house. Um, so, uh, so that's that. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the phone number. Let's do some business first. Couple of, um, well, one, uh, two talk, two live shows. You need to know that Catherine and I are doing one there's only 30 tickets left that is i think it's sunday march the 24th in luton yeah at the bear club now that seems like a long way away but those tickets go fast no it's it's about 20 miles from here time wise it seems that one sells out and there's only 30 tickets left and i know luton's and we're not doing any in london until at least we haven't got any booked in for london and if we do any in london it'll be it won't be till the summer won't be till june or after that if we do it um, and it's a lovely little venue, and uh, it's like, you know, Luton is a dump, but this is a really nice venue within that dump. It's beautiful. So so there's that. And then there is, we've just booked it today. It's Saturday, April the 6th mm-hmm. in Brighton at the Caroline of Brunswick Pub. We've been there three times before, maybe four. Yeah, it's always a good vibe there. It's a tiny room, man. It holds 60 people, 60 people, and it sells out. And uh, as always, it, I would say I don't want to alienate any other places, but consistently probably the best shows that we do there. And there's other venues where we do really good shows, but probably the best. I don't know why the vibe is is great. We get a nice mix of regulars and new people that come along. Cliff, who runs the venue, he seems to have worked his way into the act. He has a microphone as he sat by the door and he, just chips in. He knows loads of stuff. He knows loads of stuff. It's a really nice place. And as always, for these shows, we stick around afterwards. You want pictures? You want all of that? Ba 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 ba. So March the twenty fourth in Luton, thirty tickets left. April the 6th in Brighton. Tickets just went on sale today. There's only 60, so get in there quick. If you want to see those dates or any others, we've got four tickets left for Weird Science this Saturday. Bross sold out. Um, If you want to see these dates, 
ianlee.com slash event, ianlee.com slash event. And also on the website there, you can sign up for the mailing list. I did a mail out, mailing list. Right. Sorry? The mailing list. Um, If you come to our gigs, generally, yeah, that you get a heads up about things before. No. All right. That's not how it works. You have to sign up to this mailing list. So this guy, right, this guy who's phoned up the show before and who's an idiot, right? Narrow it down. Uh, uh, (laughs) I'll tell you um, his name off air. So I've sent out the mailing list to 650 people, 634 people that have signed up for it, right? And then I get an email from this guy saying, but I thought you hated me. I'm thinking, you don't know how mailing lists work. Are you nuts? Yes, he is. I t- um, Are you going to take him off the mailing list? Of course I am. <laughs> Remember that guy? Barely. Oh, hate is a strong word, isn't it? I don't remember. I don't really remember it. Um... Anyway, 03444991000 is the phone number. So that's kind of where we are. No Twitter from me. I'm still off Twitter, which is great. My account has been deleted. It will be reactivated at some point. If these tickets don't sell very well, we'll go on Twitter and see, we'll sell them through that. Got no shame about that. But man alive, the freedom of not having Twitter. I'm getting stuff done. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm getting all these gigs booked. You know, I've been emailing like um, Belfast. And I've been emailing. Uh, we're sorting out a date for Manchester, hopefully in May. We're sorting out a date for Glasgow, hopefully in May. I've emailed a festival, um, thanks to our friend Zena. I've emailed a festival in uh, 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 Dorset and one oh, in really? Hull. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just saying, any room. <gasps> if we go back to Hull, we can go wings. Yeah, exactly. That's, <laughs> That's the only reason we're going. We're going to wings. Um, so we've got all these, these. So I've been not having Twitter has been amazing. We'll start the show. We're easing into the show because I'm feeling a little bit funny, but. Not having Twitter has been amazing. I've been productive. And then, then today I found myself sat at the computer with the cats on my lap, well, lucky on my lap, and I was just looking at the record label Twitter and then looking at Facebook. And after about 10 minutes, I thought, I'm not, I'm not doing anything. So I got the cat off, I put a record on, the old dance set, did a little bit of step work whilst I was listening to Glen Campbell and then the Beatles. It was great. I got stuff done. Twitter is... And Facebook... But Twitter more for me, it's just a time waster. Literally, it just sucks time away. You can't, I can't be, and therefore you can't be, dear listener, productive whilst you're, you're hitting refresh on, on, on social media. There's, there's nothing you can do. I find it really distracting when I'm, you know, I only really look at Twitter when I'm sort of sitting down and doing quote unquote nothing, but actually I'm, I am doing stuff. Like, yeah. I've been really enjoying the Jim Carrey um, series on uh, Sky called kidding yeah but i realize i probably see half of it because half the time i'm looking at my phone and i've only just started reading properly again because i've become aware of how yes. much time i give to twitter yes. it's not like i'm always writing on it but yeah. i am always reading it and checking it twitter i think i think in in, in 50 years time back uh, 50 years time 100 years time we're going to look back on the twitter uh, erosion of society Great things can come from Twitter. I've made a couple of good friends on there. I've made a couple of kind of casual acquaintances, like people like Matt Haig, not a good friend, but he's a casual acquaintance, and he's been on the show. We've had a couple of guests that we've got on the show. But actually, we probably could have got them on the show without Twitter. Um, I don't think it does any good. Very, very little good. I mean, occasionally you'll see, you know, a lot of money raised for a kid with disabilities, for example. You see that. Um, I saw John Ronson post something on Twitter uh, 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 to help raise some money for mm-hmm. someone, and it did. 
So there's a couple of instances like that. But apart from that, it's just arseholes. I think if you are aware of how it can run away with you and you stick to some really sort of strict parameters, you can probably get quite a lot out of Twitter. I'm loving being off it. I'm jonesing. I'm jonesing like I was when I gave up smoking and when I gave up coke. I'm jonesing for it. It's like, no. And I, I realise on my phone, there's, there's nothing on there anymore. There's WhatsApp. And I listen to the radio on it, but there's no, I have no reason now to pick up my phone and just aimlessly stare at it. There's no mm. reason to do that. I tell you what I did as well. I'm, I'm watching, I'm watching TV and, and, and watching DVDs, right? And reading a bit more, but watching uh, John from Highbury, just put the phone down. Just put the phone down. Here's the, here's the thing, John, right? You, you, you're never going to get on this show. You phone us every single night. You're, you, you're the, one of the several people that told me I should kill myself. And um, you know all of that stuff. You're never going to get on the show again. Not even for not even for sport. Not even for me to destroy you. Pull down your pants and spank your little body. So John, put the phone down, buddy. You're not coming on. You're not welcome. You're not playing here. Um, but I've been watching DVDs. I saw a great DVD last night, and it was sent to me by the by uh, Julia Jones, who's the wife of Nick Jones, this folk singer. N I C. Nick Jones, who I'm, I'm falling in love with. I'm falling in love with the whole family, it turns out. What an amazing story. So he's this folk singer, proper old, you know, in the sort of 60s and 70s. Then in 1980, released this amazing album called Penguin Eggs, which is just incredible. It's just incredible. And then uh, was, and, and was, was about to become a fairly big star and then had a really horrible car crash, right, and broke every bone in his body. Wow. Um, the, the the guy I was watching this documentary that his wife sent me, and one of his friends said they found bits of the radio in the boot. You know that's how how oh how impactful it was, and they thought he was going to die. And he was in a coma for ages, and he came out of the coma and he survived. But 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 he's 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 damaged. He's damaged goods. You know, his bones have healed, but he's still got some kind of I don't quite know what. And I'll ask him um, uh, some kind of brain damage where he's there and he can speak. But he's certainly, because where he's broke his arms, he can't play... He's an amazing guitar player. Amazing. And he can do the left hand, but he can't do the right hand as well. And something has kind of happened, so he's lost his timing. He, he can't quite do the one, two, three, four. He's not quite got that. And he forgets lyrics. And Julia said, his wife said, when you come and interview him, just let you know his condition. And in fact, he's getting older now. He might fall asleep when you're talking to him, and he will certainly repeat the same stories. That's fine, man. Um, I can dig that. Um, but she sent me this documentary from about six years ago where Nick uh, hadn't played on stage since about 1982, played a folk festival with his son on guitar and a, a, a young woman playing piano whose name escapes me. Oh, God, it's such a good film. There's a couple of bits in it. You think, oh, they got these people in just to fill it out. I'm not really interested in them. I want to hear more of the story. But it's such a good film. It's so heartwarming. I was in tears, of course. And it's so heartwarming. It's a real story of triumph. Anyway, Nick's going to come on the show. I'm going to drive down. They live in Dorset or no further across, I think. Maybe it's Devon. Um, but I'm going to go over. They, they put me up in their house so that I can I, to go and interview them. They said, do you want to stay at the house? I said, well, I'll find a B&B. It's like four and a half hour drive from me. They said, oh, well, honestly, it's no problem. It's our sister, the daughter's got an annex and she's going to be away. You're welcome to stay there. Wicked, all right, fine. Lovely people. And she's kind of sent me a little care package of Nick Jones' stuff. I was watching this documentary. I think it's on YouTube, actually. It's an hour long. It's well worth watching. Um, 
And uh, so, he, yeah, I'm interviewing him February, the early February. I'm going to go down there and we'll, we'll have him on the show. Um, but then this song came up, right, that he'd written. And it, it, uh, it, 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 he, he didn't remember a lot of his friends after the car crash, didn't know who they were. And there was one of his friends who was a friend of his at school who stood up for him when he was being bullied, right? Nick Jones stood up for him. And this guy was saying, he didn't remember me, but we sat in his garden and he held my hands and he sang this song to me. And then they show a clip of him performing this song at this festival. I was I was gone. I'm, I'm going to play it now. We're late for the ads. I'm going to play it now. It's not a very good recording because I don't think... I've been looking around. I don't think he ever recorded it um, officially. I've asked his wife if there's a copy of it somewhere. But I don't think he ever recorded it officially. So the only copy I've got is um, a video that someone took at this festival he played in 2012. Right. And it's a song called Now... Um, and there's a line, and what was the line? The the now, the now comes between the the. What was it? I sent. Um, we'll have a listen to it. I'm going to play it. It's not great quality audio. His voice is getting on a bit, and he's because of the car accident. He hasn't got the the timbre of voice that he once had, and the timing's a little bit. But this song is incredible. Um, hang on a minute. I don't. I do not want to install updates. Let me find. Right, so this is Nick Jones, and this is called Now. This is this is a dodgy bootleg recording, but this is just stunning. Here we go. Be still somewhere Each moment aware That the now is here So simple and so clear The past is gone, the future will come, but the soul shows us how we hear in the now. Be still somewhere, each moment aware that the now is here, so simple and so clear. Each moment aware that the night 
Just typed on the screen. He downloaded Penguin Eggs at the Easy. weekend and loved it. There you go. It's a young man. It's great, isn't it? Not the kind of thing Easy. I would have normally listened to, but it's great. Oh, and it's um, oh, it's, um it, it, it's stunning. The documentary is on YouTube. The Enigma of Nick Jones. NIC. I just think, oh God, is uh, that song? It's about mindfulness. It's a, it's about you know. Don't worry about the past. Don't worry about the future. This, now, savor this. Enjoy this moment because this is all we got. Um, oh man, alive! I was watching that, you know, with uh, after saying goodbye to my boys and ah, oh, jeez, jeez. Anyway, February. Uh, I can't remember exactly when I'm going down. It's February the fourth or the ninth, whatever that weekend is. I'm going to go down and uh, we'll have him on the show. Um, oh three. Uh, Giselle asks, "What is jonesing?" I don't know why it's called that, Giselle, but jonesing is when you're hankering. Um, it's. I, I looked it up. Isn't it like a district? Okay, but it, that's not what it means. Yeah, but it's like a it's like a drug district somewhere. Oh, Let me look. So it up. Jonesing is when you're like really mm, jonesing for a fag when you're desperate for a fag. Craving. Uh, yeah, desperate. <laughs> Hankering. Hankering. Yeah. That's it, what I said. Itching. Okay, jonesing. <laughs> Says it up perfectly. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. We'll start the show properly in a bit. This is the late night alternative. Uncut after hours conversation for the up all night generation. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, um, so Howard Hughes last night, great show, great show. Didn't listen to Bob Mills. I was playing a bit of PUBG, watching Nick. What Jones is PUBG? You have mentioned it a lot. It's a game, video game. What kind? Ah, it's a good one. Fighting. Yeah. Yeah, it's a battle royale game, but uh, it's called uh, Public Underground Battlegrounds, uh. and um, I'm pretty good at it. I'm pretty good at it. But my son, my nine-year-old, came round right, and he's a big Fortnite fan. I said, "Have a go at this. See, see what you think." And he's like, "Yeah, it's okay." Third go, he came second. Oh, he came second. The boy is a protege. So, um, prodigy. No, no, it's a protégé. So, the protégé's a band, I think you'll find. Very, very shouty punk uh, punk band. He's a protégé. So, the... Um, so, playing a bit pub is very good. Very good game. I run around in it in my pants. You can strip uh, off your clothes. Are you a muscle man in it? Um, I look, I've made myself look like um, a younger Nicky Knowles. <laughs> I have, actually. Really? Yeah, that's so why I based the face belt. on... Huh? Tool belt? N- no, I just I, I run around in my pants. You can take all your clothes off. What for? Um, it makes me feel so free. Ah, does it frighten the other people? No, 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 no. But uh, playing that last night, really enjoying that. Really, really, really having some great times there. Um, and uh, then went to bed and listened to Howard Hughes. Right? right. And I don't really remember who the first guest was. I wasn't really paying attention because I all I could hear was him saying, and coming up later... We've got a, a what did he call it? A nameologist. I think that's what he called it. Nameology. It's like, what the hell is this? There's a nameologist where they can um, tell you what kind of person you are from your name. Now, I've heard of this before. Right? It's like numerology where everyone's, you can break your names down into number and all this. So I'd heard about this. 
but uh, I'd not seen it in full bullshit mode. And um, the phone's working. Why are there no phone calls? <laughs> all we've had is an, is an a-hole phoning us up. No one else. Maybe they're all on protest because of how George was, was perceived to have been treated the other day. Um, do call in, guys. 0344-499-1000. Otherwise, it's just a series of personal reminiscences. And deliberately mispronounced words. <laughs> in case you haven't worked the act out. And back into character. So I was listening, right, and pe- people were calling up with their names. And she was going, well, okay, well, I can tell from this that you're a real go-getter, real with, with self-doubts, but you real... I was thinking, right, I'm having some of this. So I texted him. I texted in. She wanted... She, I texted him, right, hi, Howard, Ian Lee here, and um, my name used to be Ian Rugvie. Right, R-O-U-G-V-I-E. But then I spelt it phonetically as well, brackets pronounced R-U-G-V-E, rugby, right, which confused him, I think. So he read it out to her. But also he did the, the classic error. What do you not do, Katarina Boilski? What do you not do when you've got someone who's trying to prove either their... Well, trying to prove their psychic powers? right. You don't give them any information. Bang. Oh, I'm going to march. Right. So this is... Um, I'll put my headphones off for this. So this was, was last night. Howard Hughes... T- it's a great show, by the way. I'm not saying this in any way to mock Howard. Because you know Howard um, kind of lets them get away with murder. He was he was calling her out a lot in this hour. He's going, well, of course, it's quite vague. And she went, that's not very vague at all. <laughs> I don't know why I'm doing him with an American accent and her with a British one when it's the other way around. Anyway, so I texted in uh, uh, about quarter past 11 last night, and this is what happened. Um, we have a broadcaster here who's um, one of the finest broadcasters of this parish, I have to say. He is a titan of the airwaves, and what he's doing up at this time of night, when he's normally on the air during the week in this time slot, and not doing something better, I have no idea. Well, uh, because, because I'm awake at that time of night, Howard. That's why my life's my body clock goes. I'm awake at that time of night! And also, you've told her what I do... You've told her a Which lot. Which gives a lot of clues, really, yeah. doesn't it? Gobshite. Loud, confident. Uh, but his name is Ian Lee, and I've filled in for him a number of times on this radio station. I've always been grateful for it. Uh, sounds a little bit too desperate there, and he gets a little bit desperate again at the end. A little bit desperate at the end, Howard. Come on now. Uh, and also grateful for his support. Ian has an unusual um, last name. So his first name is spelt I A I N. Listen to who she compares me to in a second because of the I and the A. It's incredible. I texted Kath. You never believe who she's just compared me to. Uh, and his professional name is Lee, but uh, according to uh, this here, it's R U G V E. No, that's the, that's the I said in brackets pronounced like that. It's not, it's not spelt like that. You prune. Lee. Okay. So Ian's all family. Was she eating something then? Yeah, she was. She was having a, like a little biscuit. She thought he was going to go on longer. She was having a little biscuit. Listen, listen, listen. So Ian's all family. <laughs> okay. So Ian's all here. family related. What's really important to him is people and family. And right. What's really important to him is people, people and family. Just people. <laughs> people and family. No, and then and then. Oh God. Ian's all family related. What's really important to him is people and family and people he's ca- he calls or considers family. Right. <laughs> People and family, um, and people he, he calls, calls and or considers, considers family. 
So right. pe- people you like. So so important people are, are important, important to, to me. me. Yeah. She's got all of this just from my name. There's more family. So all of his good, bad, and the great, whatever, it all comes from family, and family takes. That doesn't mean anything. All of his good, bad, the great, whatever, it comes from the it comes from family. What does that mean? Whatever, it all comes from family, and family takes up a lot of his time. Of course it does. They're my bloody family. They get on my nerves. Take up most of my time. We all get our lessons in one of three packages. They either come through relationships, through health, or through finances and resources. And Ian chose to do his through relationships, but then he said, I want to major in family relationships. <laughs> this woman's literally just saying words, isn't she? Because this isn't even making sense. On any level whatsoever. She continues. So that takes a lot of time. He's got that N at the end of his name. So again, he's really good with memory and really good with details. He's got that N at the end of his name. Mm-hmm. So he's really good with, what did she say? Memory and really good with details. You right. forgot that bit. There yeah, we go. Yeah. I'm te- you know me. I don't know what I did yesterday. I'm terrible with memory and details. But because I've got the N at my name. He's highly independent. Yes. He is one that self-sacrifices for the good of the whole. Here we go. He has the same combination, the IA, that Princess Diana did. And look at how much Princess Diana did for everybody. And so it's the same thing with Ian. Oh, they really self-sacrifice for the good of the whole. Living. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the thing. If you've, if you've got an IA in your name, then you self-sacrifice like Princess Diana. And they have to be close together, because I've got an I and an A. No, they've got to be next to each other. It's uh. got to be next to each other, like Diana. So, if your name is Rihanna? No, it doesn't work. Yeah, R-H-I-A. It's not how you spell Rihanna. Yes, it is. No, it's not. It's... Yes, it is. No, it's not. It's R-I-H-A-N-O-F. No. That's how you spell Rihanna. Jeez, what's wrong with people? And I actually gave you the wrong spelling, I'm sorry, of his second name. It's R-O-U-G-V-I-E. Don't worry, Harrod. Apparently, even though it's based on how you spell your name, it's irrelevant. B-I-E. And I'm assuming this is him. Um, and, uh, you know, I don't know if that makes a difference. No. Well, I was dropping it into the R and the G, so we're good. <laughs> oh, so, excellent. All right. Well, Ian, I, I hope that helped. And, embarrassing uh, here. Always grateful for the work if you want to take some more time off. You know, no pressure, though. But, you know, you, <laughs> if you feel like a holiday, holiday's always a good thing. Personally, I don't take any myself, but I always recommend them for other things. There we go. I mean, that's so weird, isn't it? The thing is, if you go on holiday, it shows mine, so. <laughs> Soz how. <laughs> I love how it's not in any way me mocking how because his show is great. Sunday nights, ten till one. Uh, sometimes I love. Sometimes there's a lot of stuff I believe on there, like the U, the UFO guys. I tend to believe nameology. Ah, ufology. Yes, nameology. No. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Let's go to Jason. Good evening, Jason. Hello. Hello, Jason. Hey, are you okay, Dan? Yes, it is. Is that hey, is that Jason? Okay. Yes, it's me. Can you can you verify that? Uh, yeah, J-A-S-O-N. I got my spelling right. Okay, well, well done. That's okay. legit. Well, that's... Um, <laughs> you, you're, so your name is Jason, like um, uh, uh, Jason... The Argonauts. Jason and the Argonauts. So you like fighting yeah. mythical um, Ray Harryhausens. Yeah, I, was gr- I grew up with that, actually. Here's the thing, right? The Ray Harryhausens. I used to watch... I used to like the Sinbad movies, right? Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. Even in 1981... His special effects looked crap, didn't they? Yeah. Even then, we knew it was rubbish. 
Yeah, yeah, but you couldn't really do it very easily any other way at that point, could you? Yeah, but they look rubbish then. I know, but but we weren't used to it. It's like you watch the first Jurassic Park now; it doesn't I look know, very you good. Can see the scenes. You can see it, but at the time it looked good. But and I remember having a conversation with with um, someone going, "Well, I wonder if in twenty years' time we'll we'll think the special effects are rubbish." Yeah, we do. But but with with Ray Harryhausen, they always look rubbish. Yeah. No one ever went, "Oh, that's a, that is a real giant um, cyclops." That's right. Oh, and do you remember? Isn't there one of the Simbad? Isn't there one of the Simbad movies where Tom Baker is blacked up? Uh, is it? Yeah, that one. yeah. Tom Baker's. Google Tom Baker blacked up. Catherine, let me know what you come up with. In the meantime, let's hear what our good friend Jason has got for us. Yeah, well, do you know, I was. I've heard a lot on the radio today uh, about this Blue Monday. Oh yes. Um, like the trend, if you like. So I'm not normally one that gets on board with stuff like this. But let me just give you my average day. I got up this morning at 6 o'clock to drive to Glasgow from Manchester. Mm. Um, got stuck in ridiculous traffic and didn't end up leaving Manchester till maybe 8 o'clock. Um, got to Glasgow. Half of my customers were, were in Birmingham at the show, so it was a wasted journey. Um, and then just decided to get stuck in two traffic jams on the way back, and I'm currently still sat... No. The, uh, <laughs> yeah. So you've been out for well over, what, what, 14, 15 hours? You wouldn't believe it, honestly. It's like he, sure my sat nav's telling me I'm not getting home until 10 past 12. Oh, man. Um, but, yeah, you won't believe it. Hang I mean, on a minute. How far? Manchester, is, Manchester isn't that far from Glasgow, is it? Well, it's, yes. it's four hours at best. It's four hours at, four at most. That's Catherine, four Australia. hours is nothing. I've driven. I've driven to. I've driven to Glasgow. I've driven from Glasgow, no, and that was long. <laughs> yeah, but so, it was further yeah. than Manchester. Yes, it is, but it's. Still I far. drove you from Glasgow when our flights were cancelled. Well, yeah, <laughs> but still, because you were because you. Yeah. I, I got get this, Jason. Right, we're doing a show yeah. in Glasgow. Right, flights got cancelled. We found out just after the show. Couldn't get another flight. Couldn't get anything. Right. So I said, yeah. right, we'll hire a car. And Kath was like, yeah, sure, fine. And then we got in the hire car and I said, right, well, should I put your name on it? She went, oh, no, I can't drive. Why not? I've been drinking. I'd had a couple of glasses <laughs> of wine. Yeah. I had to do all the driving back from Glasgow. Oh, it's a good excuse. It's a terrible it's a good excuse. excuse. Well, I've been, I've been injecting heroin. I had not <laughs> that day. Um, oh, so wow, you're never going to... Well, go on. We're, we're stuck in this awful, awful traffic. I mean, I sympathise for everybody because... We, I've been st- we were stuck in at, from 4pm yeah. uh, at the Cumbria accident because the lorry overturned this oh, afternoon yeesh. and it basically shut down oh, both yeah. sides of the motorway. So we, we cleared that about maybe 8 o'clock, yeah. half 8. Yeah. So both phones, I've got two phones, both of them are dead. Oh. So <laughs> I've had to jump into the boot to get my charger because I thought I'm not, I'm not doing without uh, communication. And now oh, okay. I've just got to Blackpool. And hit another one. I've been sat stood stood still for forty minutes. So Blue Monday applies to me. I think. No, I don't. I don't. Uh, well, I, the, the, I have. I don't think you understand what the, what Blue Monday is. I think he does. I thought it's something to do with depression or yeah, yeah, yeah. Depressive Blue, day in Blue Monday. Yeah, yeah. But it's not about. Year. It's not about the. Un- uh, it's not don't, me- having... don't mess with this lad. He's been in traffic for hours. <laughs> I don't want to. I, I was going to let this slide, don't... but he meant no. But he mentioned it again. Don't enrage him. So I'm, go- I'm not going to enrage him. I'm going to make him proper blue. He's talking rubbish. Don't, because he'll get out of his car. He'll be like falling down. <laughs> He's talking. <laughs> I like Jason. I wish him well. Just yet. But I, I, this is like James O'Brien going against Nigel Farage. He's wrong, and I've got, to, I've got to fact check him. No, but no, but seriously, I actually I'm... picked up a tweet. 
from North Manchester, uh, North West Police or something. Um, and a lot of people are complaining. I've got to be honest. No, you're right, Ian. You are right. Yeah. There's a lot worse out there. So I did actually no. reply to that no. saying, but you it, know, it's not, at least I'm safe. It's not... You're not, no, I've got to do it, Catherine. Don't do I it. Why? To. He's had a bad day. I have to do it. Cut him some slack. I'm, I can't. I'm gonna. If anything, I'm gonna have to make his day worse because I don't <laughs> think he knows what Blue Monday means. It doesn't mean what you think it does. Well, as of this morning, Ian, I thought it was just uh, a song that's now getting on for thirty years old, one from the old Manchester days. But now I've been educated. No, you haven't been educated yet because you're using it in the wrong context. I'm about to educate you. I mean, we've got we've had one caller in the last forty minutes, and now you're going to school him. I'm listening. Go on, I'm listening. Right. I'm listening. School me. School right, me. I've got to school you. Right. Okay. It is, right, uh, today, the third Monday in January, is known as Blue Monday, the most depressing day of the year. It was coined by psychologist Dr Cliff Arnell, who points to factors such as the weather, debt, the time since Christmas, and motivational levels. It's not because you got stuck in traffic going to Glasgow and your customers were in Birmingham. That's that's just a bad day. (laughs) That's not Blue Monday, that's just a bad day. That is a bad day, but I am going to... Hashtag that Blue Monday. I'm owning it. <laughs> but exactly. I'm owning I'm Blue Monday today. Spread it. Spread it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to go back on Twitter and report you then and hopefully get your account <laughs> locked because you're, oh you're, you're owning something that you don't understand. It's like owning a cat and thinking it's a dog. <laughs> Giving it pedigree chum. Gets fed, who cares? <laughs> that is true. What, what, um, okay. You say your customers are in Birmingham. What, what, uh, what, what is it you, um, what's your trade? Well, I, I sell lighting. That's that's what I do. Now, it's funny, actually, because I've got a story behind that as well. Oh, On Thursday, when we made the appointment for Monday, today... Yeah, Blue Monday. We made the appointment with all our customers for, for Monday. Everybody agreed. And then when I got there and I'm ringing everybody, I'm saying, where are you? They're like, oh, we're at the show. I'll see you tomorrow. Like, has everyone missed a day? It's like, you told me Monday and Monday's Monday. But I, but who you are know? these customers? Like Like... Like British home stores and stuff. No, yeah, well, kind of, yeah. A lot of wholesalers, you know, Screw that them. kind of thing. They're losers, um, they're losers. They're trying to get a message to you. You should get a message to them. You should spell the word arseholes out of light bulbs. <laughs> <laughs> out of neon and put it on their yeah, stores. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Lovely to chat to you guys, but we're moving again. Yes, mate! Well, I hope that your Monday, although it's, it's you know, not been great, it's technically not, not related to Blue Monday in, in any way whatsoever, but I hope well, you... I th- yeah, I think your schooling yes. has actually got the traffic moving. There you go. You see that I'm a I'm a I'm a very intelligent, sexy man, Jason. Wow, nice where did that come from? You. Thank you very much indeed. Um, now, Paul has texted. Evening, Ian and Kath. Ian, I think I managed to buy you that Austin to Boston, Austin to Boston, Austin to Boston film on iTunes a couple of Fridays back. If you check your email, hopefully it's there. What? Um. I don't think you did, mate. I'm going to Austin to Boston. I don't think you did, buddy. No, no, no. Here's the thing. There's probably an Ian, I'm guessing, with only one eye, wondering why he's got this film. Psychops! <laughs> uh, you didn't, Paul, but but, but but thanks for spending money. Oh, three, well, stay there. You're next. Please don't go, because uh, a dearth of callers. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. This is Talk Radio. The Wild Man of Late Night Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. You just made the noise that, and looked at the um, 
What do you call the thing on the wall that does the temperature? Thermostat. Yeah. As if to say, this is too bloody cold. But I, know, I know he won't do anything about it because he's, he's selfish. <laughs> exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, deal with it. Deal with it. This is live. This I am is dealing with it. I didn't, Monday. Ask, didn't ask her. I didn't give you the satisfaction of saying Just because no. you've had someone from Manchester on, let's just tone down and let's try and do a normal <laughs> accent for the show, OK? Shut up. <laughs> I'm bullying. It's bullying. It's bullying in the workplace, guys. That's what happens. That's what happens. Uh, good evening, Will. Hey, guys. Hey, Will. Got... You're a crazy guy. Oh, well, thank wild, you. wild and crazy guy. Yeah. Okay. I, uh, Can I call I, you, Willie? No. Uh, no, please. Please don't call <laughs> me Willie. you Will. didn't. Don't call me <laughs> Willie. It's one thing I don't like is being called Willie. <laughs> I've got I've got an IA in my name. Oh. Where? Willie? The Will? <laughs> it's after that. It's it's Will's abbreviated for William. Hey, Will I am. He's got an INA. Oh he's got so, so Will short for William. Sorry, I didn't. No, he hasn't because Will I am is Will dot I, probably Ignatius yeah. dot am. Oh, okay, I didn't realise. So well then you're like Princess um Lady Di then, Will. I've in many ways, yes. Been in any car crashes? Oh, don't! No, I'm just wondering. When hey, I was a kid, I was. You in see, a car um, crash. you see that the fair play, fair play to them, and fair play to the TV companies that are trying to milk it. The um, the one of the women that was in the car that that was involved in the crash of Prince Philip. Because yeah. the more I think about the narrative as it was told us early on, it doesn't actually make sense. But I'm not going to say anything because I don't want to get involved in a legal legal quagmire. But so she's come out and apparently said. She's gutted that Prince Philip hasn't apologised to her. No, because they specifically said that he had contacted them. No. And said, yeah. No, 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 no. No. Well, no. who said that then? I heard it on the news. The Queen contacted them. The Queen's aides, which I didn't know. They kept that quiet. <laughs> I would have thought that was, would have been a big story. But anyway, the Queen's aides. So has someone rung them up or not? Queen's AIDS. Um, someone very close to the Queen rung them up and said, "The Queen, we just like to like to know if you're all right, okay?" But they're upset because Prince, you can, and I can tell you're ex BBC because you haven't fact checked it, and I had, and and but they were upset because Prince Philip hadn't phoned them up to say sorry. But here's the thing: he said, "William, what is it you never do if you're involved in a car crash?" Uh, oh, um, what do you never do if you're involved in a car crash? Oh. Talk to, oh. Come on. What do you never do? Put, put, put your seatbelt on. No, that's what you always do. That's what you always do quickly before the coppers arrive. <laughs> No, here's, here's what you know. Kath, what do you never do if you're involved in a car crash? Um, oh, come on! My dad told uh, me this. Hang on. It's there. Oh. Uh, Why is everyone making such loud thinking noises? Oh, hang on, hang on. Oh, oh you farting. <laughs> Just getting proper frustrated, Sam. Do you know what you're supposed to not no, do? It, Sam, Ooh. do you know what you're supposed to not, not do? Oh, apparently not. No. Oh, I had a guess, and I was wrong. He, he, right, 
Here's what you know. I do actually know. Well, go on and say it. You're not supposed to say it was your fault. No. Incorrect answer. Here's what you're not. You're supposed to say it was your fault. <laughs> no, 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 no. You very, very, very specifically. You don't uh, threaten the other person. You don't say sorry. Yeah, because that's admitting it's your fault. Mm, you're right, but that's different to what you're, you're saying. Is you don't you're saying admit a fault. That means going out and going. Oh, that was my fault. Well, no. I mean, it can range from that. No. to... Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, it's not. Whoops. Will, what you don't do in a car crash is say sorry. Okay. Well, I don't drive, so it it wouldn't be my. Is this fault. because of the incident as a child? Uh no, it's um, it's, uh, it's uh, lack of um. Oh, lack what's of... the word? Um, Hands, when you can't when it you was... can't concentrate on something, um... low attention span. That was it. <laughs> By the way, people without hands can drive perfectly well. It was a flippant remark, and I don't. Want... Sorry, apologies for anyone's about that. Silly. Um, low attention. What? What? So you've got LAS? No, no, no. This is self-diagnosed. No, I just noticed I've got a short short attention span. That's why he likes this show. How long? How long? Can is we it? time your attention span? Shall we try? Yeah. All right, then. Shall I read you something from chat? Yeah. It's fate, and you tell me when you've stopped listening. Okay, okay, and we're going to start... Hang on, let me find it first. Okay. I'm going to time, go. we're timing caller's attention span. This is incredible. Oh, now. No, no, He's down! Oh, I hadn't even picked he, a page yet. He had 11 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't even get, get past Kath's ruminations. <laughs> Oh, mate. Okay, well, you've done well. No, you're never supposed to say sorry uh, because if you say that and and then it it goes to court and you're screwed and you're in big, big trouble. So so never say sorry, Will, ever. He's he's lost. He's he's not interested. No, he's not. All right, Will, should we let you go? Uh, uh, Sorry, yes. Okay. That was a strange end to it. I had to apologise to someone at the week. I got in an argument with someone online. On uh, Amazon. Uh, what? Got so you're not on Twitter anymore? You're trying to wean yourself off Facebook, but now you're finding fault with people on Amazon? <laughs> on uh, the cu- customer service. Oh, blimey. So I ordered a s- Carpenter's Greatest Hits for my boy. It arrived damaged, right? Uh, I, up, I got Amazon to phone me, and they said... They said... Chuck it away. Chuck it away. We'll send you another. We'll send you a replacement gratis right this is december the 5th and then yesterday i got an email from amazon saying you didn't send that cd back they didn't send a replacement by the way because the replacement apparently was damaged so i got an email saying you didn't please tell you so much to be quiet i got an email saying you didn't send the cd back oh it's not even me that is you i think it's you no it's not it's you've got your headphones on you can't hear it that is you (laughs) it's you i swear to god all right all right hang on microphones by our stomachs (laughs) <laughs> that one was me but that wasn't the same as before that was different that your i'm on voice. a diet I've st- I'm, I'm, say- I'm gonna say it i'm on a diet i'm saying it i'm on a diet starting from today and guess what i'm i'm hungry i'm on a diet because i was lying in bed and i just thought you fat horrible lump not saying all fat ho- fat people are horrible lumps i like big butts right i cannot lie but I just thought personally, I, I thought I looked disgusting, right? Again, not a criticism of, of larger people, overweight people I, I, I like. You know, anyway, it doesn't matter what I like. But on me, I don't like. Me no likey. So I 
Google. I just typed into Google. How do you lose weight? And it, it took me to the NHS website. It said, you eat less and you, walk, you do more exercise. I like, oh, okay, right. This sounds like a plan. So, for the, a gentleman, gentleman, a man, to maintain the weight, you eat two and a half thousand calories a day. I've been eating that. In, two and a half? In a, in a sitting. I've been eating that in half a burger. Or to lose weight, you eat 2,000 calories a day. So today I cycled six miles, three miles to Rizzi, bought some low fat, low, low calorie, it's killer, killer calories now. Killer calories. The cacals cal- uh, yeah. now. It's not calories, it's cacals. So I bought some low cacal food, then cycled back through. So I cycled six miles. And I'm not really eating very much. I'm very hungry. Yeah, you're hungry. Uh, I'm not hungry. No, I'm not. But I would like to lose some weight. If anyone's got some weight, listen to. I was talking about something there, and you've just totally sent me off on it. Talking about. When we come back, I'm going to see if I can find a cover version. We're going to start the next hour. I don't know if this exists. Of My Generation by The Who, but sung in in a foreign language, ideally German. Sound good in French, actually, but ideally German. Let's see what we can do. This is The Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk.
lowbrow. 0344 is the telephone now if you want to give us a call. This is weird. What, Catherine, I need you to do, um, what time is it? Uh, it's like five minutes past eleven. What time does the show start? Ten. Then, then, what the hell are you doing phoning in at this time of night, Alan? Hi, boss, I'm sorry I'm late. That's all right. I mean, but... I'm Where just, have you been? We, we've, been we, we've been waiting. We've done nothing. We just waited for you. Sorry, so we can start now. Have you, okay. got, have you got a fancy woman or something? What's going on? No, I've been reading a very interesting article. Oh, yeah. You're not a good for mental health, aren't you, Ian? Sorry? You're an advocate for mental health, aren't you? I'm a what? Advocate. Um, I, I don't drink anymore, so I don't drink advocate. No? <laughs> You're a spokesman for mental health. No. He talks about his mental health. I talk about, I talk about me. Talk about me, my body. I talk about my balls. Oh God! Talk about my ball sack. I talk about my dick. I talk about my bum. I talk about my my chest. I talk about my my psyche. I talk about my emotions. I talk about my hair. I talk about my failures and my successes. I talk about me. I'm a I'm a whole package. And if you want in, you're in. And if you want out, well then don't speak to me. Stay out of my house. That's what I talk about. All your PM and my partner in ADHD. Are you want me peeing on Amber Park Limwen? I want your opinion. Um, I don't really know what ADHD is. Autism deficiency disorder. No. I know, I know, apparently I know what it is better than you. Hyperactive disorder. No, ADHD is attention deficit. Isn't it? Attention? AD. Let me write this down. Attention, ADHD. Attention deficit hyperactive. Don't mind me. I can work. Hyperactivity. It's not autistic. He said aut- autistic um, deference. Yeah, links to autism. Holographic display. Could be yeah, holographic think... display. It's autism. attention deficit holographic display, which he can afford. He's a millionaire. Um, I don't know. Well, well, well I don't know. I have an opinion on it. I have no opinion on it. Also, after what happened in the year he had... It... Well, uh, yeah, with I guess a diagnosis of something like that could certainly, uh, you know, explain certain behaviour. I think, you know, crashing a car while pissed, I think, you know, the the, the boozing can can answer that, partially answer that behaviour. I don't know, you know, I I I I don't know. I'm I'm glad he's sober. That's great. I'm, I'm glad anyone who's struggling with addiction for whatever reason um, has uh, uh, you know th- th- there are options out there. I think he'll be an inspiration for other boozers. Um, uh, but I don't I don't know about the ADHD. I've not read the um, the interview that he did with the Sun because um, I'm not really that interested. I don't know the guy. And also, I found a new way to listen. You, you, you should employ it during this phone conversation, Alan. Sorry. That's all right. Go on. Go on, mate. Come you on. You know the Amazon Fire Stick? Um, I, yes, I do. It's the little stick that you plug into the back of your television. And uh, if you've got Alexa on the remote... Yes. You say to the Alexa, play talk radio. And does it play it? it okay. Does. I, all right, here we go. Alexa, play talk radio. Hey, Google... Play talk radio. That's both of them covered now. We've literally doubled our listenership with that trick. Um, well, that's great, Alan. And maybe one day you'll actually get round to listening to the station. Well, I'm listening now. In bed. Oh. What are you wearing? I've got me underpants on. Thanks very much for your call, Alan. Yeah. 
Well, he's <clears> just got his underpants on. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Here's the thing. Here's this, here's, here's, here's where I think we should be able to um, promote violence against individuals and organisations. So I bought. So I, went, so I cycled down three miles to Risborough to uh, go to Marks and Spencers, and they've got a nice little vegan range there. Lovely little vegan range. My goodness, those three elements of your day made you sound like you've come an awful long made way. You sound like a tosser. <laughs> Uh, and I looked in the back, and it said a little microwave symbol. Microwave. I was like, beautiful. What? Bought one for me. Bought one for you, Boily. Yeah, it's delicious. There we go. Put it in the back of my bag. Cycled all the way back. Got into work. Got him out. I said, like, oh, you, Boily, you, you sit back, relax. You relax. You don't do anything before the working. show. You, you, you chat to you, you chat to Karen, who's playing mind games with us. We turned on a little clip on the computer, so then she turned on some music on her computer. I think it's probably just a coincidence, but it was loud. It was, it was nuts. Anyway, so I went and cooked, and I got it, and I read the back, and it said, "Right, microwave four minutes." And I said, "Well, hang on, what is this?" So it was um, sweet potato curry and, and rice. Katsu curry. Okay, they got. But you didn't need to do that. It was undermining. Well, so people, no, I'm you're undermining. undermining. No, you undermine me. A no, little I'm bit. Not. You undermined me, but you, I was undermining. What? You undermined me. What? Did you just say? I what? You undermined me. <laughs> okay. It was undermining of you to do that. You should have... I, just, I said what it was, and then you had to say a foreign word. You said a Chinese word. Well, it's just because people are going to want one after this. You undermined me, and I, <laughs> that's fine. And you're laughing at the fact because you think you've got one over on me. But I don't like undermimers. Oh, look at Kathy. She's so clever. Oh, she'll go home and tell her husband and the kids, wake her kids up at two in the morning. Kids, kiss. Kids, kids, guess what? Guess what? What, what, mummy? We're so tired, please. I undermimed Ian again today. Yeah, mummy. Mummy's great. Mummy's the best. Well, mummy isn't. Mummy isn't. I do un- think I'm the best. M- mummy is an undermiming scumbag. So, so I, I read. What was that? I just mime in something. Okie dokie. So I looked, I said, what's this say on the back? And um, it said, rice and sauce microwave, sweet potato put in the oven. What, the, what is this? Right, so get this. It's all in one plastic pot, right, with the film that you're supposed to stab on the top. You know you've got to stab the top, right? What happens if you don't stab the top? No one has ever lived to tell the tale. So, you're telling me, you're telling me that some idiot, this is why Marks and Spencers is going, this is why they've announced another 75 shop closures. This is why the one in Slough is closed, because some idiot has gone, right, we'll make a microwave meal where actually it's all in one container, but you've got to take out some of it and put that in the oven. Anyway, Outrageous. We, we didn't. You just stuck it in the yeah, microwave. It, in the microwave. It, it was fine. It was all right. It was, it was adequate. It was a nice little bit of um, sweet potato curry, but it would have been better if they. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Stop it. Stop undermining me. Um, I would like to take the adverts early, please, because I'm furious. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. Unfiltered Night Talk with the original king of unconventional conversation on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Oh, also, we'll, we'll start the show in a minute. 0344 499 Quiet on the, um, the, the, the phone tonight, but I'm guessing everyone's in bed early because they want to listen to Chris Evans tomorrow morning. Why the hell not? 
Good for you. Uh, I had lunch with my friend Justin, who me and Kath used to, Justin Dealey, who me and Kath used to work with year, uh, three or four years ago, three and a half years ago. And uh, not seen him for a while. It was really nice to see him. We went out, we had a chicken Nando's for lunch. I only had, all I had was a bit of chicken. That was it, just some That's chicken. That's not a chicken Nando's, a he boring told me, Nando's. He told me, he said, he said, here's what you do, boss. They have a secret barbecue sauce that they don't put on the menu. Do you know about this? No. And it's called... Um, it's called... Oh, th- someone must know. Oh, three, four, I'm not, I am touting for a call, but that's not the reason. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. Is this a, it's, it's a secret barbecue sauce that is not on the menu, and you have to go up and ask for it. We've talked about this before. A lot of restaurants and, and a lot of coffee shops and McDonald's and stuff like that have secret food that is not on the menu. But why? I don't know. But there's loads of them do. Because surely if it's that good, yep. it should be on the menu. Exactly. But there's a secret barbecue sauce. And I don't know what it was called, but um, it was it was, it was was very nice. What? It existed? Yeah, yeah, it was great. It was barbecue sauce. Not too spicy. Lovely, lovely thing. How did bar- you obtain this? He went and asked them for it. He said, I want, he ordered it. And he said, I, I want the, this, this, and this. And they said, what sauce do you want on it? Do you want it like lemon and chilli or what, lemon and mango or whatever? And he went, I want whatever the secret barbecue sauce is, but I don't know what the word is. Oh. Um, let me let me text him. He'll probably be asleep now, isn't it? Um, 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 hang on a minute. How do I... T- uh, Dealey, what was the secret Nando's barbecue sauce called? Um... There we go. Let's see. Let's see. So anyway, so we're having that. It's lovely. And it was in Aylesbury. And we went to laugh at the... Sorry, we went to pay our respects to the David Bowie statue that's there. And... Um, because... It is the David Bowie statue's there because he once played a gig in Aylesbury. Okay. And it keeps getting vandalised. I don't... It's yeah, weird. no, and people were annoyed. They said that the council had spent too much on it and that the money should have gone to the poor. But the thing is, the council hadn't bought it. Yeah, I think it was crowdfunded. Fair play, the bike raised the money himself. But then the council did have to spend money cleaning it up. Yeah, it, um, it's one of those statues where it don't look anything like the person it's meant to look like. Oh. You know, I'm just going to see if... Um, um, OK, Teddy, are you messaging me? What's going on here? No. Um, so then, anyway, we're chatting in the car park uh, and we're talking about how different, because he does a show on a local, on, on BBC Three Counties, and uh, we, we're talking about our different shows and I was just, we were reminiscing about some funny stuff that happened when we worked together, talking about the, um, the, um, Jimmy Savile brick in the sex shop wall. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. Do you want to tell that story? Because that, that, that was slightly before my time. I caught the tail end of it. There is a regular caller to Three Counties Radio, who is... Um, an, a busybody. Well, you say a busy, busy body. A busy body. A busy body. But he really... He spends all his time, like, raising money for, um, like, youth centres, and, you know, he does He does a lot. Oh, he's a good guy. And he's always trying to get on the radio and uh, and sort of promote his work and get other people tied into these various projects. Great. But then one time he rang up and he said he was absolutely furious because a brick that had been put into a building that had been kind of, uh, not blessed, what's the word? Laid. No. Yeah. Uh, 
Well, Jimmy Savile had been part of this sort of grand opening of this building in, in uh, Sandy. It was Ken in Sandy. Ken in Sandy. And um, the building had been turned into a sex shop, and he said it was not befitting... This was before it came out. Savile had died, but before it came out, just how heinous a nonce he actually yeah. was. And and so Ken in Sandy was furious that this brick was now, you know, sitting in a sex shop, essentially, and seeing all kinds so of... Per- disrespectful. ...perviffery going on. I mean... Actually, it was kind of tame compared yeah, um, to what Savile... Uh, so, yeah, that's what happened, and Ken was absolutely infuriated. And then when all the the Savile stuff went out, he had a really hard time coming to terms with he it. He didn't believe really, it for a long time. No, because he really held... You know, Jimmy Savile was, to him, what a fundraiser should be, you yeah. know. So, that's he was, he Poor was old a- Ken. Uh, yeah, so we were talking about stuff like that, and then it, um, he told me about something he'd done on the, his radio show recently that involved um, the violinist Andre Rieu. Mm-hmm. And he said we had on, we had Andre on the on the, the line, and I was interviewing him, and I said, "Well, I play a little bit of violin myself." And uh, Andre goes, "All right, go on, I'd love to hear it." And so he I, said it like that, did he? Yeah. <laughs> You know, Dealey talked. I'd love to hear it. And I went, all right. But then I had someone in the studio with me who could actually play the violin. Now, as he's telling the story, right, he mimes playing a violin. Yeah. Right? International symbol for miming a violin is your arm bent, uh, what's that, 50 degrees, 60 degrees, fingers together, right arm holds the bow, and it, your right arm, your hand goes in front of your face as you're bowing, right? That's the international... That's the international symbol, right? So Dealey goes... So anyway, so this woman then picked up the violin and she starts violining. <laughs> right, and he did it once. He rubbed his wrists together. Yeah, as if he just put perfume yeah. on. Yeah, and I thought, oh, he's got an itch. It's like, he, you know, just talking and he's had an itch so he's doing that. And so he's talking, and he goes about 30 seconds later, she goes, do you know what? She was great. She sat there, and she's playing the violin. <laughs> and he does the same mime again. He lifts up both his arms in front of him, sort of just below his, to his chin, and rubs his wrist together, like he's got put after a bit, a bit of perfume on there. <laughs> and I said, Daily, mate, sorry, what are you doing? Is that, is that, what is that? Is that a thing? You're right. He said, yeah, yeah, I'm just, you know, I'm just miming the violin. <laughs> I said, no, no, you're not. And he laughed, and he went, oh, no, 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 no. And then he did it, but he just did it bigger. <laughs> like rubbing forearms. Up to the elbows. Right, rubbing forearms. <laughs> I went... I just stood, I stood there. I said... And by the way, this is a guy who I, I blew his mind by doing the flyaway Peter, flyaway Paul <laughs> trick with a bit of paper I'd on I'd never fingers. seen that before, but I didn't think it was actual magic. You've seen that. We have, we have, you've got your fingers, and you've got a bit of fag paper on, on each finger, and, and you, you do good flyaway... Peter, Peter, Paul and Peter sitting on a wall. Well, two little dicky said, birds sitting on a wall. I was going to say, why are you doing the rhyme wrong? How can you do two the Two little dicky birds sitting on a wall, one, one named Peter, Peter, one named Paul. Fly away, Peter, and then you bring, so you put the hand behind, finger behind your head and you bring it back and the bit of paper's gone, right? Uh-huh. Fly away, Paul. You do the same with the other one. Come back, Peter, then you put your hand behind you know your head one, and the uh, bit of paper's there. Come back, Paul. Uh, and he, he was like, well, it was like when you show um, those videos on YouTube of, of dogs watching tricks. He's like, what? <laughs> if he could have barked, he would. Oh, yeah, and it was we were just in hysterics. He thought oh, anyway. He was looking at the back of your head. So yeah, he yeah. stuck the paper on there. Anyway, so I said, "No, that's not how you do the violin." I said, "You're supposed to do it under your chin." And he went, "Oh yeah, yeah." So then he did this mime where it was like he was either stabbing himself in the chest or tossing off an elephant. <laughs> Or, or doing a Nazi salute. It looks like I'm doing it, actually. That's what I'm doing. I'm doing it, the uh, Hitler salute. He was doing that. 
And I said, don't just it. And I taught him how to do the violin thing, um, which is why... Oh, I, is he 30... He must be about 38 he's got, now. He's got to be pushing 40. Which is why, as soon as I left him, I set up a WhatsApp group with me, you, and a few other people we work with, saying, oh, we should all meet up for lunch. It's only because I want you to see the violin mine. <laughs> That's all I want you guys to see is the violin mine. Um, 0344 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Um, Catherine. Yeah. What have you got? Oh, well, I've got Chaitz Fate. By the way, if anyone knows the name of the secret sauce they serve in Nandos, then please let us know. All right, I've got Chaitz Fate, but now you've said secret sauce, do you want the story about the man with the bad back? Uh, No. Yes, go on. Yeah, go on. Okay. A man repeatedly injected himself with his own semen. Whoa! (laughs) During a self-concocted course of alternative therapy to cure his chronic back pain, a report from Irish doctors has revealed. This is in The Independent Online. I mean, it's very, uh, very alternative. The 33-year-old man presented at Adelaide and Meath Hospital, Dublin, after making his back worse. Hang on a minute. What? Where? What? When? We know. We know because you sent me a song by Liz Fair. We know that <laughs> semen is great for the skin. We know it. If you swallow it, it's nutritious. If you rub it into your face, it's 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 like it's going to say jealous. It's like gel. That's what I mean. It's great for you. It's great for your skin. Great for your skin, and you have a great time farming it, harvesting it. Flipping out, man. But where, where do you get the informaziano that <laughs> injecting it into his spine? Yeah, see his semen. Yeah, I mean, it's not, <laughs> it's not, it's not a logical leap, is it? Really? No, no it's not. The 33-year-old man presented at Adelaide and Meath Hospital, Dublin, after making his back worse, lifting a heavy steel object, and doctors identified an abscess and raised red rash on his arm. Oh, so he wasn't injecting it into his back, even. OK, OK, OK. Well, that only makes a bit more sense. Uh, upon further interrogation of this alternative therapy, he revealed that he'd injected one monthly dose of semen for 18 consecutive months using a hypodermic needle, which he'd purchased online. Dr Lisa Dunn, the report's lead author, wrote... Hang on a minute. Why is it relevant where he got the needle from? Just in case. I mean, she's thorough. She's writing in the Irish okay. Medical Journal. She's, okay. she's filling in, you know, she's showing that she he's not had any medical intervention. No one's given him syringes okay. so he can farm okay. himself. Yeah. The report, titled Seemingly... Seemingly harmless back pain, an unusual presentation of a subcutaneous abscess. Okay, that's tough words. Snappy, snappy title. Yeah, I would have read it perfectly. Don't undermind so. me. Says the patient was started on an intravenous antibiotic course for an infection as the rash continued to spread down his arm. X-rays revealed a collection... Hang on, hang on, hang on, I've got one. Surely they mean triple X-rays. Nice. Yeah. Get I don't in. like high-fiving you because you've got a bent finger. <laughs> that makes me nauseous. X-rays revealed a collection of semen in his forearm muscle, but as his back pain improved during his stay at hospital, doctors said... And this is his problem. Wow. He opted to discharge himself. <laughs> oh, without having the fluid drained. After comprehensive it at home. <laughs> After a comprehensive search of the medical literature, Dr. Dunn and colleagues said that this is the first reported human case of semen injection. Although there have been cases in rats and rabbits, but they do all sorts to those poor little creatures, don't they? How does a rat inject itself with semen? No, not itself, but you know, like they make them smoke and that, don't they? You're telling me that there are somewhere in a laboratory there's a man <laughs> masturbating a rat. <laughs> And then 
putting it in a tiny little syringe that he's got online and then injecting it into the rat's body. I have no idea. What the hell crazy world are we living in? There's more. A, and again in quotes, search of more eclectic internet sites and forums. Also found no reports of people attempting the treatment for back pain. And the report says he devised this cure independent of any medical advice. Okay, well, guy, the guy's um, breaking boundaries. Yeah. He's breaking boundaries. This guy's, this, listen, hey, listen, you know that penicillin was invented by um, uh, a guy who licked a windowsill? Is that what happened? Louis Pasteur, yeah. He uh, invented penicillin. He licked a windowsill that I was thought... covered in shit. Oh, I thought there was a Petri dish involved. No. What, he just had a Petri dish lying around? Well, he was a scientist. Didn't yeah, he? exactly. Didn't he? He licked a window. Oh. It was covered in faecal matter. Oh, I've been yep. reading the and wrong... And he got penicillin. That cured him of the clap. It's a true story. Doctors said... Learned something, I learned something on this show. This people aren't calling in. Was a ca- cautionary lesson on the dangers of self-administering injections by a layperson. <laughs> The case also demonstrates the risks involved with medical experimentation prior to extensive clinical research in the form of phased trials, inclusive of safety and efficacy assessments, the authors add. Efficacy. He was doing poo as well. <laughs> oh, my God. This is the problem with modern science. This is why we've still got cancer. Uh, it's because um, scientists are afraid to take risks these days because of health and safety and political correctness and immigration and all of this. They're, they are not... Um, risk they are risk averse and will not take risks and this guy is a pioneer all right he got it wrong this time but supposing he was right supposing <laughs> supposing injecting your semen into your arm could fix your back well we, where would we be then well maybe it won't fix his back but maybe it'll give him superpowers of some kind like when you get bitten by a magic spider um well technically it's a radioactive spider but yeah it could what what are you suggesting i don't know maybe we'll only find out when his life's in danger well, I've often, do you know what? I've often wondered, it's never explained, what is it that Spider-Man's shooting out to make those webs? <laughs> what is that? What is that? Maybe this guy's onto something. Well, he, he gave himself a very nasty infection. Mm. It called? But he fixed his back. No, he didn't fix his back. back. Said the his back, back was... got better because he stopped doing it while he was in whoa, hospital. Whoa, 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 whoa. Did the back get better because he stopped doing it? Or was the accumulation of 18 months of semen injected into his own arm, was that enough to cure him? We just don't know, Catherine. And this is it. We just don't know. Oh, man. Oh, three, four, four. Don't try that at home, because I know that some of you, you in particular, are perverts. I would actually encourage you to try that at home. Um, and I would be keen to see the results. We know it's cured one man's bad back. <laughs> it's not. Maybe it could cure... Maybe it could cure yours. I, I'm assuming it has to be your own semen. <laughs> 0344 is the telephone number, although why I'm giving out the telephone number when nobody's calling, I have absolutely no idea. The radio show for people who know the best part of the day is the night. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Um, Cellulitis, that's what he gave himself. I'm so excited. I'm going to tell you for why. Because the first pictures of Cher's latest tour have been published. <laughs> it looks <laughs> n- insane. Just Can you describe what we're well, seeing here? Okay. It's inc- we're going to see her in October. I'm so excited. She's wearing a tunic that appears to be made out of like leather belts. <laughs> 
Oh, it's like, um, ones. like Roman. It's like a Roman tunic. Yeah, but and but and, sexy. And a headpiece. It's like um, Shiraz. And and the hair is like the hair is the, like the, a... that cartoon with the Scottish. Princess. Yes, brave, brave, but, but, but more so. Yeah, to the power. Like brave yeah. got married to the cowardly lion, and had a delightful baby. She looks incredible. I mean, after f- more than five decades in the spotlight, most of us might be tempted to put our feet up, but not share. She'll put them up, put them up somewhere. Wouldn't like to suggest where. At seventy-two, the American singer Ah, she's a singer is back on stage and more flamboyant than ever. She wore a massive bright orange curly wig while dressed in a warrior-style outfit and matching headpiece to perform in Estero, Florida, as she began the US leg of her Here We Go Again tour. Oh, I'm so excited. Oh, what song do you think she was singing there? Other outfits included a sheer bra and silver fringe dress worn with a sleek red wig. For another song, she arrived on stage in a brightly coloured sari and headdress atop a life-size model of an elephant. Oh. Um, during, oh, during Saturday's show, clips from her career were shown, including one of her performing with her former husband, Sonny, Sonny Bono. In the Sonny, Bo- Sonny, Sonny Bono. Sonny Bono. <laughs> oh, please don't. He died in a skiing accident. I know. Did they? Skiing? Yeah. Just, I, I thought he had trying... cancer. No, I thought he... No, I, I thought Sonny Bono died... Didn't, I thought he was going down like a black run and he hit a tree. No. That's what Come I thought. Oh, no. That's how I thought he died. That's not even a joke. I know it's not. That's crazy. I thought he had cancer. Shall I look it up? Or do you want to carry on thinking that? Um, okay. Only tell me if I'm right. Okay. If I'm wrong, I don't want to know and I would like to carry on thinking that. Okay. Let's see. Hang on. Are you not going to tell me then? You're correct. Uh, am I? Yeah. Oh, there we go. Go on. Bono. I'm, I don't know why I'm getting joy out of this. It's, it's, it was you, it's joy at being right, not yeah. at the demise of, yeah. of, of Sonny Bono, who was a father and husband. Yeah. Bono was killed January the 5th, 1998, when he hit a tree while skiing at Heavenly Mountain Resort near South Lake oh, yeah. Tahoe, California. After Bono's death, Mary Bono said that Sonny had been addicted to prescription drugs, mainly Vicodin and Valium, and that she believed her husband's drug use caused the accident. However, no drugs or alcohol were found in his body on autopsy. Um, At Mary's request, Cher gave a eulogy at Sonny's funeral. He was buried at Desert Memorial Park in Cathedral City, California. The epitaph on Bono's headstone reads, and the beat goes on. I remember the the funeral because um, Cher gave a very moving rendition of I Don't Got You, Babe. Oh. Too soon, baby, too soon. <laughs> I like that joke. I just made that up on the spot. I, I, know. I, was, I, I was, know you did. I was like the sort of rubbish with a dumb on the other clock show, but I, I made that up. <laughs> the show who won a Best Actress, Actress Oscar in 1988 for the film Moonstruck is on her first global tour for 14 years. Her Living Proof Farewell Tour ran from 2002 to 2005. Current tour began in New Zealand last September. She will appear across the US and Canada until May before heading to Europe this September. Yes, man! She's performing songs from her 26th studio album, Dancing Queen, a collection of ABBA songs. Really? Oh, you love ABBA? She better be... Ah, oh, do you know what? I don't care. She can sing whatever she wants to sing. It's going to be awesome. Absolutely awesome. Um, 
What do you do about this lack of phone calls? This is unusual. This is un- unprecedented. I'm, wor- I'm worrying that they're not OK. I'm going to phone up, because I think maybe the... Oh, thank you. Thank you, Justin. It's called a peritamer. Wow, that sounds like something you'd buy from Ann Summers. A peritamer. If you want to get the um, secret sauce, go and ask for peritamer. It was nice. Like, lovely, lovely, uh, lovely barbecue sauce. Um, there's got to be something wrong with the phones. Hang on. Oh three four four. This is going to be embarrassing. Nine nine one thousand is the phone number because we should be getting loads of calls. We're we're a good show. Thank you for calling Talk Radio. Thank you for calling Talk Radio. Your call will be answered shortly. Thank you for holding. Sarcasm. There it is. Uh, yeah, is that, uh, yeah, can I speak to Ian, please? Sure, I'll call you straight back. Thank you. No problem. This is weird. Who did I just speak to? I don't know who I just spoke to. Someone answered this other phone. This is very, very peculiar. I just phoned us up, and someone, hang on, my phone's ringing. What's going on here? Hello? Hi there, I'll put you through. Okay. Um, we got a call. We got a call. Ah, we got Ian on the line. Hello, Ian. Hello, Ian. Hello, Ian. There's no, there's no, now there's no one there. Hello. Hello. I'm very confused. I don't know what's going on. Okay. Um, I got cut off. I got cut off. How rude. There must be something wrong with the phones then. Um, I've got no idea what's going on. That was very confusing. I don't know. Who, who just phoned me up? Anyway, we'll, 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 onwards and upwards. Let's go to Stuart's. Big Stu. Big Stu's on the line. Good evening, Stuart. Good evening. Are you all right? No, it's none of your business. <laughs> no? All right. I must have seen a video today of the, of a man with the least amount of self-control I've ever seen in my life. Um, it, well, it, well, go on. Well, not the man injecting himself with semen. No, second to that. Go on, what are you saying? The guy going into Travel Lodge in Liverpool in oh, the JCB. Now, yes, now I saw that. What? I, but I didn't know the context. What the hell is that about? <clears throat> well, from what I've sort of read and seen on uh, social media and what have you, yes. um, basically it was owed a few hundred pounds. Yeah. Um, it was a contractor, and obviously things didn't go his way, and he decided to go through the reception of the travel lodge in a JCB. And boy, oh boy, he does. It's a small little JCB. He goes up the stairs, and he just goes through, he just smashes through the front of it. Yep. Um, yeah, and spins it round inside the reception. Now, it will flip in, <laughs> heck, man. Um, but who owed him the money? It, I mean, it wouldn't be... Well, it certainly wouldn't be the young person who was behind the reception and was probably having a terrifying experience. It's not to make light of what must have been traumatic for them. But, what, it wouldn't have been... Was it the company or was it the manager or what? Um, But, again, from what I've seen, it was... um, Believe it or not, they were either renovating or they'd they'd built it. Yeah. And um, it was the day of the handover to the, you know, to Travel Lodge. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, but I think basically they laid the last tile in, and he decided he was taking all the tiles up. Pay up, pay up. This is a simple, simple <laughs> thing. Someone, do, someone does yeah. a job, pay up. 
That's what we want. Yeah. Although I cannot condone uh, violence against a, a beautiful hotel like that. That would be, No, no. Yeah. And the funniest thing that made me laugh is a comment that I've seen on Facebook was, because uh, if you haven't seen any of the videos, there's an internal video of a guy uh, a guy filming him as he's causing the destruction. Oh, it's also wow. filmed from out. It's also filmed from outside as he's going in. But as it comes out... He actually jumps down the steps in the mini digger, and like that, that, a lot of people commenting on how funny that was, rather than the, oh. the amount of destruction he's just caused. Aren't, um, <laughs> aren't people? Aren't people strange? I, I listen. I've had two uh, labourers at my house recently. I've had a painter and decorator, and I've had a bloke fit in a boiler. As soon as those bills came in, boom, straight away. Got, got, you can do it on your phone yeah. now. You can pay them on your phone. As soon as those bills came in, I did it straight away. So you can, you can pay these people. Come on, let's pay yeah, some yeah. people. <laughs> I, I, I just I don't know I mean I, I don't I appreciate it so it's people's livelihoods and things like that but to get from no. basically not to a thousand mile an hour like he did is I just find it unbelievable those diggers, those diggers go fast Stuart listen thank you very much for that uh, and, and this is normally I would take a break but this is something I've never had to do before on a radio show we say thank you to Stuart we say hello to Stuart this is nuts two Stuarts in a row. I've never had it I've never had two Stuarts in a row Stu Hello, Ian. Hello, Stuart. Did you know the other guy? No, I can't say I did. Okay, just thought maybe there's a network of you of Stu's. Um, what can I do for you, Stuart? Um, I'm having a bit of a bad time, truth be told. Go on, what's happening, brother? Um, March 2017, my partner had a, a big toe amputated due to diabetic complications, hey. and um, she became part of the Gatford Club. Catford um, Club. <laughs> what a horrific club to be a member of. Yeah, and since then her health's gone down and down and down. Oh and, no, uh, mate! Last last Monday, I had to put my hands up and said, "I can't do this anymore. You're going to have to go to hospital." So we took her to Bedford last Monday, and her condition just got worse and worse and worse. And then Friday, they took her to the list at Stevenage, and she's now in there. Hopefully they're going to try and uh, put her on a kidney dialysis machine. But oh uh, no! So what is a kidney packed in because of? Now this might sound like a dumb question, but is a kidney packed in because of diabetes? I think it's a bit of everything. Um, she's got water on the lungs. She's oh, got heart trauma. Jeez, she's literally swollen up like a beach boy. It's unbelievable. Like a beach boy. Which one, Brian? In the seventies. I'm trying to make light of something that isn't a particularly yeah. light subject. Um, I hope uh, you, um, you know. Um, yeah. Oh, mate, I'm really, really sorry. What what are the doctors saying? Are they saying we got a good chance of fixing this? Are they saying we don't really know what's going on? What what what's the the yeah, deal? Um, no offence to hospitals, but obviously the wheels of motion turn very slowly. They and do, unfortunately. And yeah. You know, if someone's worse off than Cheryl, then obviously they go ahead of the line. But you know, it's they give her injections and pills and all sorts of things at the moment. But you know. It's just a question of waiting to see what they do when they do it. But, and did you, know, you say she's waiting for a kidney transplant? No, the hope, um, the logical step would be a kidney dialysis, right, dialysis uh, machine. Right. But uh, you know, it's just going to join a long line of people to uh, get um, this. But well, she, did you say her name was Cheryl? Yes. Oh well, Cheryl, I'm, I'm sure you're not listening. Hopefully, you're asleep. But she might you... be listening. Actually. Well, Cheryl, get some sleep. That's part of the problem. You're staying up too late. For goodness sakes. <laughs> Cheryl, lots of love, and I hope things get sorted. How are you doing, Stuart? Um, it's not easy coming home to an empty house and an empty bed. It's not, is it? Like it's horrible. You. Luckily, like you, I've got a couple of cats that uh, 
love me for, you know, they sense something's wrong. The minute I come in the door, they don't leave me alone and I this let is, sleep on the bed. Stuart, this is, this is the thing, right, that people who don't have cats don't get, right? Yeah. Velvet, who I've had for coming up to 18 years uh, in March, uh, she knows when I'm feeling lousy. Well, she did when, she, when yeah. I was young, when she was younger. She would know when I was feeling lousy and she'd just come and sit with me. Yeah. She'd come and sit with me for, uh, on, on my bed or on my lap or just come and sit next to me. She'd come and hang out. They can read that vibe. It's incredible, isn't it? They can, yeah. It's amazing. My kittens haven't started sleeping on the bed yet, but I'm, I'm, I'm really trying to encourage them to, but it, that's, that's not happening at the moment. I'm, yeah, it'll happen. It'll happen. Well, so you've got the cats to keep you company, but you're right. When you, when you live with someone and yeah. they ain't there for, you know, it's that, uh, it's that thing, it's slightly different, but... When you live with someone and they go away for work for, like, a week, you think, oh, this will be fun. And the first night's fun. You get pizza and you play video yeah. games and you watch Bruce Lee films. And then by the second or third night, it's like, this house is empty, man. It's yeah. echoey. And so I, when, they're, when they're away in hospital for, you know, for, for slightly different reasons, it's, it's horrendous. It really is horrendous. Yeah. Even though I've got a big king-size bed, I'm still on my side hanging <laughs> off the edge. It's, it's a weird sensation. Yeah. How long do they reckon she's going to be in hospital? They're not giving you any idea. I'd imagine this is going to be long-term. This is not an overnight fixture, to be honest. But I bought a ticket to see you in March, so hopefully by March I'll uh, have a smile on my face. And uh... Which one are you coming to see, the Bross show Luton. or the, Lu- the Luton show? All right, yeah, well... Luton. well yeah. I'm at Stupid on Twitter, not that that makes Oh, it's Stupid, I know exactly who you are, of course. Oh, mate, 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 mate. Well, I'm sure she... I'm, I, well, I don't know. If she's Listen, if she's well enough to come in March, her name's on the door. I don't know how appropriate that is for me to say that, because I, I don't know, but if she's, she's up and about, bring her, and she's on the door, I mean, that's the least we can do. Um, Thanks, mate. Um, oh, b- b- brother, I'm, I'm sorry, um... Just keep an eye on yourself, you know. This, this, yeah. this, it can be easy when someone's ill to throw yourself into trying to fix them to the ex- expense of your own health, and that, that doesn't yeah. help anybody, as you know. Yeah. I'm, I'm telling you How's your mummy in? She is all right. Do you know what? I've not seen her since Christmas, and I'm trying to think if I can get over this uh, over there this week. But a little bit of work has come up. Um, so she's all right. She's all right. Yeah. You know, she doesn't... She gets very forgetful about stuff and... Yeah. You know. Stuart, I'm sending you both lots of love, brother. I Thanks, hope, mate. Um, love to Catherine. Love back at you. I'm so sorry you're going through this. He wasn't talking to you, Catherine. He asked me to pass the love on to yeah, you. Yeah, he thought I wasn't here because I was quiet. That, well, it, which is unusual. <laughs> Started an argument now, Stuart. I hope you're happy with yourself. <laughs> <laughs> mate, it's nice to talk to you, brother, and we'll speak soon. You too, buddy. Cheers, fella. Bye-bye. 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 Here we go. Everybody's going through... Thank you, Stuart. Everybody's going through yeah. stuff. Well, that's awful. Everybody's going through stuff, and um, ay 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 ay. All right, we'll take a break. Then we have got Hannah, and we have got Rainbow George. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Talk Radio. Late night conversation. Wealth losing sleep over the late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Oh three. Four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. I'm the greatest boss in the world because I like the studio cold. Keeps me alert. Keeps me active. Makes me funny. Catherine doesn't like the studio cold. My sister, my um, uh, like kind of underling, doesn't like the studio cold. She likes it warm. Well, today is your day, Catherine. I've made the studio warm. I appreciate that. You're not my boss, but thank you. But it. Uh, 
it's okay, and I am. And yep. it's the thing is, I'm now getting lethargic, and I'm getting I'm getting sleepy uh, uh, out of it. But that is fine. That's what you want. Good. That's what you want. You've yeah. got it. Thanks. Okay. Not my boss. Okay. Just say. Thanks. Thank you, boss. Thank okay. You. He's not here. Okay. He's sat, not really, my he's boss. He's sat here. Let's go to... Aren't your balls normally held back by your willy? We'll talk about that after the show, Catherine. Let's go to Hannah. Evening. Good evening, Hannah. How are you? It's none of your business. Fair enough. <laughs> what you got? Well, uh, just before Christmas, we had a... Attempted breaking at our home. Uh oh, uh oh, scumbags, crackheads, losers. Yeah, yeah. And since then, oh my, we well, I've been really on edge. Yeah, um, you would be, yeah, it's at night. Yeah, it happened at night, and um, we had like a crash at the in the kitchen. Yeah. And it woke up Ray initially, and um, I then I heard something. And it, so I just can't sleep really well. Jesus, I bet that's terrifying, man. Did they, oh, so did they get in? No, um, they heard Ray shout, yeah. <laughs> and they soon scarpered. But well, yeah, um, that, that's here's the thing: most most burglars are kind of chances. It's not like like you see in the crime watch reconstructions or the movies where they're, they're there with you know with, with teams and a plan. They're chances, and, yeah. and and they'll break in because they think there's everyone's asleep or there's no one in. As soon as they yeah. realise there's someone awake and in, they're out of there. Yeah. Off to see the dealer, and it's happened a few times now because it's a small village, you see. Yeah. And um, they've been trying. We live right underneath a, um, a an old church as well, and they've been trying to break in there. Oh. And um, it's just been really nerve wracking. Yeah, I bet it has. Um, what? What? So, uh, so what you do? How you? How you surviving? How you getting by? Oh, well, I'll just uh, try and take it so as it comes, I guess. But it's just um, really um, knocked my nerves a bit and knocked me further down a little bit. But um, And I just wanted to check in as well and say hello, hello. And to yeah. you and Cass. Yeah, well, well, I'm sorry that that happened. That sounds lousy. I'm, I'm lucky enough that it has not happened to me yet in my life. I'm sure no. it will do, will do at some point. And well, hopefully not. <laughs> when, when it does, I I have some nunchuckers under the bed, which I'm. Ready. When me and my sister were kids, we were at my grandma's house, and we got and they got broken into. They yeah. came in. No. Yeah. Oh, really? We woke up in the morning, went downstairs, and the place was just turned over. Yeah. Oh, terrifying. It's just, oh, horrible. You know, like, we didn't have to live there, but it was it was bad enough. You know, and we were little, yeah. little kids. Just the idea. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Poor Hang thing, in there, yeah. Hannah. Hang in there. Yeah. They, they, the the yeah. same ones won't come back to you. You know, more than likely because they know that you're in there and that you listen. So. Um... I'm going to get a dog. I think. What? Okay. Or well, uh, get a tape recording of a dog. They're much easier. Yeah, I've got the cats, the two cats. I hate to break it to you, cats are useless burglar <laughs> Trust me, they ain't got a clue. Hannah, listen, nice to talk to you. Thanks for the call. I hope um, you, you know you settle down at some point. Let's go to George. Good evening, George. Good evening. Good evening. I thought you had a dearth of callers. We suddenly got suddenly a, we had a, we a suddenly flurry. Had a, a, a flurry of callers. George, if you email me your address, I will say I found your cassettes yesterday. Oh, wonderful! They were exactly where I thought they were. Went almost straight to them, and and I will get them in the post to you later in the week. Oh, that's wonderful! I'm a nice guy. <laughs> I don't know about that, but uh, huh? it's uh, yeah. one of those tapes was. Uh, oh, I'm a nice guy. You are a nice guy. Huh? Okay. 
You sound unsure. I wonder why you were unsure about my niceness. Yeah, well, you haven't been that nice to me recently, but uh, you anyway, been, you were really rude to my best friend the other day. She provoked me. No, she didn't. You, you, yeah. no, you've been. You've kind of had a very steady underlying rudeness to my best friend for a while, and then you, then you, you, you kind of just you pounced the other day. No, she didn't provoke you. I was listening. Yeah, listen back. It's, no, it's, I don't. I never listen back to the show. I, I, I'm one of those people that's great at listening first time and taking it all on board as it happens and i and i know she didn't provoke you no yeah well catherine was talking about when you came round and and uh, and she did a little interview with me and i, I thought that i i spoke not very well and so no. I, I was disappointed how was how was that provoke how was that provoking you where was the bit where she provoked you remind um, me remind me i missed it because it didn't happen it did, otherwise I wouldn't have reacted the way okay, I... Well, remind me, remind me what she did that provoked you. The way the, she always repeats that I'm trying to to get something when I'm trying to she give said. things away. That's not what she said. Not what she said. Yes, yeah, I want other people to finish my work. Yeah, off that, well, that is true. You, you're, constantly, you're constantly doing that. That's true. No, I'm not. I, I, I'm just trying to. You ask you. You had a. You you constantly write sort of half write songs and then want people to finish them for you. That's no, true. I, no, and then, I, you, then you then you kind of said that you knew more about radio than she did. I didn't say I knew more about that's radio. The, that's I the said, implication. I said I've, been, I've been speaking on radio for twice as long as as as, as she's as been a caller. Yeah, as a caller, she's been working in it, and you've been calling. Yeah, but uh, yeah. I say I've been calling. Doesn't mean anything. Call it calling doesn't mean anything. Calling doesn't mean anything. Doesn't mean anything. But it doesn't mean you know about radio. No, no. Um, yeah. I know about radio presenters because yeah, I've but... spoken to many radio presenters. Yeah, but does it, it doesn't mean you know how the, the mechanics of a radio show just because you phone in. No, and, and, and then you, you said you, you knew why yeah, I did. Uh, LBC s s sort of put a stop on my yeah, course. Yeah, I do. And you don't know why. No, I do. I do. No, but this is the, well, there's your arrogance again, because I actually do. No, you don't. Well, why do you think I don't? Well, well t t tell me why you think that... No, 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 you tell uh, me why uh, you uh, think uh, I do why I don't know. Because when I was stopped, it was when ownership at LBC changed, and, okay. and, and, and someone must have said something. And, and what do you uh, think someone said? What do you think someone said? Someone said something specifically about you. Somebody in the new ownership must have said, "Don't take calls from Rainbow Jewel." Incorrect. Anymore. Incorrect answer. Why do you, I, I know the answer? Why do you think I don't know the answer? I just because it doesn't fit into your narrative. No, I just I just think that you don't know the but answer. Why do? You, but why? Because I I actually do know the answer. I was told it. Well, tell me the answer. When the new you, when the new management came in, they didn't say we have to stop taking calls from Rainbow George. It's not about you, right? It's not about you. Put the ego to one side. What it's they not ego is it, it, I, I it's, mean, it's, I, it's ego I, I and it's was, arrogance. I, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what was said. When the new owners took over, I mean, this is like however long ago it was, 10 years ago, I don't remember. Um, and, and I left about six months after the new owners took over. The edict went round to stop having regular callers. They didn't want any of the old regular callers. They th thought it slowed the station down, it made the station sound parochial, and it didn't present the image that they wanted. So it wasn't... They didn't say, let's get rid of Rainbow George. They just said, 
We don't want any of the old regular callers. That's why people like Lynn from Forest Gate stopped calling in at exactly the same time, because it was a conscious decision not to have those old voices on. But they do have old voices on. The, uh, I, I occasionally tune in and I hear old voices well, talking. Occasionally some sneak, sneak through the neck, and, and this was years ago. They didn't. It's not about you, George. It isn't about you. Well, I... <laughs> you, you believe it if you want, but you're wrong. You're wrong. It's your arrogance. Again. No, I'm not. The same arrogance that makes you think you know more about a professional who's worked in the industry for 18 years just because you phone up. It's the arrogance that when I said I'm a nice guy, you had to have a little pop. I didn't have a little pop. Yes, you did, George. I just said you haven't been very nice to me recently. But but that's not true. We've been very nice to you recently. But your underlying digs at my best friend... I've had, I've found really unpleasant. As I say, I was I was provoked, and then, no, you then, weren't. Then. You weren't provoked, George. You weren't yeah. provoked. You've never liked Catherine. I suspect you might have an, an issue with women. I don't know. I don't know. But that's the vibe I get. That you've got a problem with women. But you've never liked Catherine, and you've you've you've, you've spoken over her. You've talked to her through me. You very rarely have you addressed her directly. I do like Catherine. I, I, I really don't know why you say that. Because of your, because you were not provoked the other day, and because of your your attitude to her, because of your disappointment when we came round and I said that she was going to interview you and not me. So many things. No, and I, here's didn't, the thing. I didn't even know I was going to be interviewed. When we came round to your house, you did, yeah. No, I didn't. Well, you did. You knew we were coming round to your house to record a podcast. Um, That's the reason I, we came out to your house. I, I didn't know that. I, yeah, I thought, I thought you, were, you, you were coming round and, and you were planning. So that's, why you invi- that's why you invited the guy round to film us when we came there, because you knew we were coming round to record a podcast. No, I really didn't. Stop smoking the weed, man, because th- yeah. that, is, that, is, that is the whole raison d'etre of us coming round. No, I thought you were you were coming round and then to to li- listen to some tapes and then and okay, but, but you but, were going to use you, those you're, tapes. You're in, too much in, weed. In, you really sorry? are you really are smoking too much weed because the whole reason we were coming round was to record a podcast with you. You knew that. I honestly didn't. Well, you honestly did, and you have honestly forgotten it. Here's no, the thing. Here's the thing. Then I someone tells me that they hear you on BBC London the other day. Moaning because you didn't get on BBC Ulster. Instead of phoning up radio stations and wasting the time moaning that you didn't get on another radio station, utilise the time on the radio stations you do get on to do whatever it is you want to do. It was the same with the, any answers on, on B- BBC on Saturday, and, and I, I'm making a story out of that. I'm making a story. What, you didn't get on any answers? Didn't get on any answers. Here's didn't the thing. Maybe, you're, maybe Radio Ulster. Oh, Jesus. Which is, I, I, I mean, I have a, I have a history in Northern Ireland. Yeah, well, maybe Ireland. they got bored of you. Um, no. There's no, the arrogance I, again, George. Because I'm getting bored of you. Because, no, you're arrogant. Maybe they got bored of you. No, I talk anti-establishment, and they're oh, part bollocks. Of, and they're, that is bollocks. And they're part of the no, George, George, George. That is bo- We're owned by Rupert Bloody Murdoch, for crying out loud. Yeah. We are the establishment. We are the most mainstream media you can get, right? If, if the mainstream media was against you because of your politics, you think you'd be on, an, on a radio station owned by the guy, guy that owns The Sun? 
Well, it's it's paranoia. His, it's his, pa- his newspaper put me into prison back in 1989. I couldn't care less. I couldn't care less. You're avoiding the point. You are not being denied a voice because of your, your politics. I am. All right, George. Well, listen, t- thanks for calling. OK, thanks for calling. I mean, what can you do with that? It's talk radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. My mind is troubled these days. I don't know what to say about all the crazy things that I
still love them. Here's the thing. So we had this, basically, I was doing a joke, right? I was doing a joke. In that we have this the studio, it goes down to 17, and I have it on 17, right? And then I've put it up to maximum 33. Right? So it's super hot. I right? love it. And I am, I feel nauseous. I'm a headachey. And I'm waiting for Catherine to crack and go, and you're wearing a thick, like, dress. I'm wearing a jumper dress. I'm waiting for her to crack and go, well, it's, it's too hot now. You're no. not cracking. No. You crack. I used to live in Spain. It's too hot. I'm giving I've got a headache. This is bliss. This is awful. I feel, I'm going to throw up. I'm Maybe gonna... I'm a hot house flower. See? I think I'm going to... Um, I've got a migraine coming on. Do you want me to turn it down? Is that what you're saying? I'm going to turn it back down to the oh. cold. Oh. No, because this so is... Your, joke, your little crack. joke backfired on you? I liked it. Oh, it was so toasty. I thought you were doing a nice thing, but it turns out, no, it was just another form of torture. I almost fainted there. I just thought I could have some on the floor. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I'm shaking my chair. 33 it's up to. Bliss. Just about... I could go a bit higher for me. Oh, God. Actually, you know, going down to 17, that is probably something I could sue you for now. Feels like you've... I'm inside a hot water bottle. Oh, it's lovely. Feels like a hot bath. Woo! Nauseous. Um... Now, there are some people that will think that we were too harsh on George there. Um, some people that won't. I don't care. He's welcome to call out. It's not, it's not banning. It's not banning. Well, he knows. He phones up. He's phoned up. He's welcome. No, he's, he's welcome to call up. I, I'm just confused. He didn't know we were going around to interview him. For, we we're going to make a podcast. That was, that was it. We took our recording equipment. He had a film crew there to film us. Uh, but I, I just, think... Yeah. You he operates on stink. a different plane. Uh, here's the thing. Um, I'll send George's tapes back. I've got no problem with that. I, they were exactly where I knew they were going to be. Um, but it, the c- conspiracy theorists can't accept that maybe sometimes just things happen. You know, maybe sometimes things just happen. And, and, and the, if you are part of, you know, you're involved in the conspiracy. I, you're not, you know, I'm not being allowed to speak my truth because it is politically uncomfortable for everybody okay that's one possibility but you also have to consider the possibility that maybe you're just you're just and i'm not speaking specifically about georgia that maybe you're just dull maybe you don't fit into the agenda that the state that a radio station has not necessarily politically but just in terms of what they consider to be entertaining maybe they're trying to make a show and they want people to engage with rather than people that monologue which is kind of what i was trying to say on friday and that was seen as a provocation but i know about how you make shows i know well well you know about it yes correct next point i stop i feel i feel sick i feel sick because of the heat i'm not being rude well you did it to yourself i'm I'm not going to apologize to you for you it was a joke i feel like um Feel like I, I hid in my uh, I hid in a wardrobe and then had to listen to my mum and dad having sex. <laughs> so I feel well. That was awful. Um, but that is why they stopped taking callers like George on 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 that station. Because uh, no, my mate Chris, who used to produce me, told me afterwards. Or is either Chris or maybe Clive Bull? I think it's Chris. That may have been Clive Bull. Actually, I said, why do they stop getting like Lynn from Forest Gay and uh, Greeky Lion? Ricky Lyon died actually a while ago. 
Greeky Lion used this great guy who used to, hey, Ian, Greeky Lion, I've uh, written a reggae song, and he'd play this awful, what I considered to be not great, very soft reggae, and um, I'd tease him, he died a little while ago. But yeah, they had a, they, they said, we, we just don't want any of the kind of character callers. Yeah. You know, and there were a lot of character callers. And I don't mean actors doing people. Just mean people that you would consider characters. Yeah. They wanted it to be. They wanted to bland it down a bit, you know. And that's what they. That's what they did. That was it. It's nothing more than that. It was never a. This Rainbow George guy. He's uh, he's on the edge of of discovering something. We just don't want his message to get out there. We got to silence him. But it's, but, uh, it's very easy. If um. You know, if you're if you are boring. Again, I'm not speaking specifically about George before anyone accuses me. But if you are boring or your ideas are so far out there or, you you know, you just don't fit in the mainstream, you don't get onto mainstream shows, it's very easy to go, oh, it's because because I'm close, I know the truth. The reason is I know the truth and it's it's all against me. Instead of going, maybe I'm boring. Maybe, Maybe I'm not, you know, what they want on their show you know maybe any questions didn't let you on george because they didn't want to talk about a bank of gazillion wonders you know and maybe they wanted to have straight conversation about politics i don't know i don't there's know there's quite a lot of stuff going on at the moment that needs discussing <laughs> i would imagine uh oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us uh a call um, let me just, I just jotted down one thing. Oh, yeah, this is good. Stella McCartney. Yeah. Daughter of. Um. Linda McCartney. Yes. Um, didn't now. Linda had a daughter before she married Paul yeah, from Mary. Uh, Mary from I think her husband. No, not Tony Cox. That was Yoko's first husband, Tony Cox. Anyway, her first husband. And she was like about three or four when Paul and Linda got together. Am I right in thinking? I've uh, I've been right so far about the death. Did she take her own life in the end? No, I think she's still about. She's a photographer. Are we thinking of the right person? I hope she is still about. I know that there was a strained relationship. She's still alive. Age forty nine, London. That's not her then. No, parents are Paul and Linda. Yeah, that's not her. Right, yeah, because she would would have be about fifty three, fifty four. Oh, and actually, look at Mary McCartney; she's definitely Paul's daughter. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I can't even think what her name was. Stella, Heather, Mary, and James. Heather. 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 It was Heather. Heather McCartney. She is. She's 56. Is oh, she still around? Yeah. She's a British, American-British potter and artist. Okay. okay. Oh, no. Well, yeah, she's the daughter of Linda McCartney and adopted daughter of Paul McCartney. Okay. All right, that's fine. Well, then I got, I Joseph got... Melville was her dad. Um, he wrote a great song about... What was the song? Paul McCartney, what Paul McCartney wrote... No one's calling this. We might as well muse. Paul McCartney wrote a great song. Paul McCartney song about Linda's... Oh, this this is a this is a great song. Everyone thought it was about John Lennon, but it was um, it was just after the Beatles split up. He wrote this about uh, Linda's ex. Uh, 
Download and keep the latest. Oh, in... No, come on now. You're sneaking that up on me, guys. Here we go. Here we go. I guess you never knew, dear boy, what you had found. I guess you never knew, dear boy, that she was just the cutest thing around. I guess you never knew what you had found, dear boy. So imagine your wife leaves you for the biggest pop star in the world, and then he writes a diss track. Wow. Then he disses you in a song. Go on, what we got? So it was a it was Heather's biological father who killed himself. Aha! Uh-huh. Two years after um, Linda died. Aye. Isn't that terrible? Oh, yeah. Poor, poor girl. You know, um... You know John Lennon? Because Yoko had a daughter called Kyoko with... I think it's Tony Cox was his name. And... Um... There were issues when Yoko left this Tony Cox character um, for John where she wasn't allowed to see Kyoko. And you know that John and Yoko kidnapped Kyoko. They kidnapped her. Really? They kidnapped her, and they stole her. And I think they kind of were travelling all over the place with Kyoko, and then they kind of they had to admit, okay, right, she has to go back to her dad, and da la 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 la. Um, but yes, yeah, when the Beatles, late sixties and through the seventies, were insane, they kidnapped a kid. Wow, she's fifty-five now. Kyoko. Yeah, Kyoko Chan Cox. I wonder if I, I, I wonder that you know. I wonder if if, if they if she sends them on Christmas card. I wonder what the relationship is. I wonder what's going on. I wonder what I've is. seen pictures of them together. None of my business. It's none of my business. Um, hello, Sally. Hello. There we go. Um, yeah, I always wondered why I never got onto LBC after a certain time. I thought it was because I was just boring. Maybe. Well, maybe you were boring. Maybe I am boring. Am I boring? You're not. Well, you're not boring to us, but maybe you're boring to LBC. Maybe you don't. Or yeah. maybe it wasn't even that. Maybe it was just a. If they've been on, you know, if they've been, if they're regular and you can recognise their uh, voices, then they're out for a bit. But um, yeah. when was the last time you tried to call uh, that radio station? Well, I only ever phoned James O'Brien, um, and I think it was about a year ago. But before that, I never got on. After like two thousand and eight. Uh, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? You know, who knows? The, the, who produ- cares? the producers like to mix and match, and that's fine, and that's what producers yeah. do. I know that show is a huge show, and they get loads of call. They get loads of callers. So, yeah, yeah. I yeah. wouldn't take it personally. Yeah, no, no I don't. I'm drinking anyway. water. I'm on a diet. Right, I'm saying mm-hmm. it. I'm on a diet. I'm calling it out for what it is. I'm not trying to lose weight. I'm not. Uh, I'm on a diet, and uh, all it is is I'm just. Um, but the diet is I'm watching what I'm counting my calories. Yeah. Okay, right. Because that's, that's that's what you have to do, I guess. And I'm riding a bicycle, but to keep full, you're supposed to drink water. So I'm drinking water, but all I want to do is pee all the yeah. time. That that settles down after a few days, I think. Have you? Um, my 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 granddad um, rides a bike. Oh yeah. Um, he's been riding since 
he was a teenager. Oh, and he, he must be tired. And, yeah, yeah. He should have a little um, break. And he still races now, um, like, against people, you know. Yeah, it would be, yeah. Um, you know what I mean? No, I do. I do yeah, it's gone. Um, but he's got, like, rollers. Um, mm. uh, he puts his bike on them, and he puts them... He, he connects them to his computer, and um, you... God. It looks like... <laughs> what do you mean he's got rollers? I don't know what you mean. Well, so Ka- like Kathleen's Kath Kath just made the, mo- the movement to indicate, r- like, rolling movement, but that doesn't tell me what they <laughs> no, are. It's like making your, your bike into a, um exercise bike. Yeah, so it doesn't move anymore. It doesn't move. Well, They're called rollers. Well, no, what you do is you connect it to your computer and you can watch... You can go, like, down Italian country roads in France and the computer... You can go on um, Italian country roads in France. And <laughs> France. And um, the computer will um, manipulate the bike to make it seem like you're going down hills or going around a bend or... No. And it's... No, it's, I don't believe you know, when he's not out... No, it's true. I don't believe you. This is this is a wind-up. That technology no, does not, not exist. No, okay. it does. All right, all right, fine, but I don't believe you. When have I ever lied to you? Um, when on. you defended Alan Peter Caddick in that court case. Next. Yeah, I know. When you said you'd sort of smoke really. alarm out. Yeah, next. Yeah, that's... Um, no, I oh, don't even get me started on that. That's driving me mad. I've got do more... What, do what I did and I, I unplug it. I've no, unplugged my smoke alarm. Because it works. It works. I've unplugged my smoke alarm because it was too sensitive. Deal with it, guys. I'm not an idiot. You are. Well, why would you do that? Because I I did some toast and it went off. Yeah, well, don't burn your toast. Well, I didn't, but the thing is, I didn't. Do what all normal people do, and when it goes off, waft it with a dishcloth. Yeah. Or just press the button. I ain't got time for that, mate. Listen, I'm not going to. There's not going to be a fire in my house. I'm. I'm. I'm oh God, don't say that. I called your cat lucky, and you've just said uh, there's not going to be a fire in your there house. There will. I guarantee. I. I swear to you. Don't. There will never be a fire in that. my house as long but as I'm I live. Touching, I'm touching wood for you. Sorry. <laughs> he does love a candle. Oh, I love a candle. I I've love got, a candle. I've got some burning now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, some Yankees. Okay. Well, I. Somewhat Mankeys. Yankees. Oh, the old Yankee, Yankee candles. Now, I, I'm guessing Yankee candles are actually based in Britain. Uh, I don't. Know. No, I don't think so. Let's have a look. Okay. I've got a Yankee candle under my sink. <laughs> yeah. That I'm never going to light, but I can never throw away. Do you know why? Do you know what the smell is? Dog what? sick. It dogs. Um. Uh. Dog. Dog poo in sick. Almost roast turkey. Oh, yeah. I'll have it. Really? Yes, oh, that's nasty. Disgusting. I'll have it. Roast turkey candle. My dad brought it back as a joke from America, going, "Look at these dirty gets." That sounds, inc- <laughs> that sounds <laughs> incredible. Really? Has oh, he got cranberry no. sauce with it? No, it's just like you know, it's just that sort of salty meat smell. <laughs> wow, my house smells like that already. <laughs> Bristol. Uh. They're based in Bristol. Yeah, I told you. Oh, there we go. Thank you. Apology accepted, losers, from both of you. Gosh. You both thought they were actually American. As if a a company from America is going to call themselves Yankee Candles. Of course they will. Why will... Oh, I don't know. Maybe they've just got a base in Bristol. Yeah, maybe they're from Bristol. Hey, the Yankee Candle Company is in America. Massachusetts. It won't work now. You've you've bashed it too much. It it builds up quick enough that if you say... Massachusetts, United States. 
Dumped. dumped. Is it dumped? No. It's dumped. What, Massachusetts? United, United States. States. Massachusetts yeah. is a great song by the Bee Gees, which is what we were talking about. We've moved well, on. Yankee-based. From... Since 1969. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it! Stop it! Imagine if I keep dumping You're it... You're going to break the station. Gonna... We, we get rid of the last three years of broadcasting. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Uh, anyway, so this is the story about Stella McCartney, right? Hey, okay. Rude, a designer shirt by Stella McCartney looks more like a man hoodie featuring a huge todger on the front. <laughs> the penis-shaped cloud on the garment, inspired by the Beatles film Yellow Submarine, has been labelled an almighty cock-up. <laughs> he looks, he's got, he's got, a, got a dick on the front. Oh, I can see that, yes. Yes, yes. Yes. No, gonna, oh, I'll have to have a look. Let me get a pen and I'll make it a little bit easier. No, I don't need you to do that. <laughs> I don't need that. Special help. I went out last week. Did you? Hang on a minute. Sorry, I before did. we go on to that, I'm just showing Catherine I've seen drawing. My God, he's just filled in the rest, okay. the detail on it. Uh, I filled in the blanks and I made a blank. Um, <laughs> t- so, OK. Oh, this is, this is big news. You don't like going out. It's no. significantly more than not liking going out, but you you went yeah. out. What happened? What happened? What happened? Um, well, it was my daughter's birthday, and we went out, and it was all right. <laughs> That's brilliant news. Well done. Congratulations. Where did yeah, you go? Harvester, okay. Nando's. Oh no, 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 no! Just out, just to the high street. She wanted Beautiful. to spend some birthday money, Beautiful. and, and wow. that. Wow. So. High Street makes me feel uncomfortable, so well done. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm pretty pleased with myself, so... So you should be. Yeah. So So, where next? Oh, I don't know. Um, I I don't know. Okay. Maybe I'll come to one of the shows or something. Oh, Sally, 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 Sally! (laughs) Sally, 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 Sally! We'll see. No okay. pressure, but you'd be very welcome at any point. Thank Except you. Except for this point, because I'm going to cut you off now. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> uh, this is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. 03444991000. Paul Ross is on at one o'clock. Let's go to Fraser. Good evening, Fraser. Hello, Ian. How are you doing? Uh, it's none of your business. <laughs> I'm all right. I feel, I'm, t- I'm a bit tired. I don't feel the show has delivered today. I feel the show's been a little bit dark. And when... he's put the heating on too much. And so... I put the heating on too much. I don't know. I, I, I have. I like it. I like it cold as well. I yes, like it. You've got to have it cold. Of course, you've got to have it cold. Only yeah. um, a sex criminal would have it hot. <laughs> Some like it hot. Right, okay. Okay. I've got two things for you. Okay. Um. Number one, when's the rabbit hole coming up to Scotland? We, uh, well, we're hope we're looking at um, a venue in Glasgow. Is that anywhere near you? Because Scotland's a big place. Is, is Glasgow doable? Yeah, that's doable. Yeah, we're looking at hope. We've we've just suggested a date to a venue in Glasgow for the end of May. So we're looking at kind of May June, hopefully. Okay, perfect. Is that all right? Perfect. Yeah, that'll do. All righty, Fraser. And uh, number two, yes, I've got. It's a bit of a. It's a bit. I hope it's going to create a talking point, a discussion. Okay, Okay. this is what we like. Yeah. Um. So I took my fourteen. She's nearly fifteen, but she's fourteen to the pictures to the cinema uh, to see Glass. 
you know the oh yeah no don't um, tell me what happens because i'm i want to go and see that i might go and see that next yeah um um shamalama ding dong his film yeah shamalama ding dong yes yeah yeah so um myself and my daughter were sitting watching the adverts Uh before before the film yeah and one of the adverts was for um, I don't think you'll get it down there because it was a Scottish uh, government thing, so it was for cervical screening. Okay, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so me and my Uh-oh. daughter were sitting there, yeah, and uh, do you know, they did this thing where it was like a bunch of roses, okay? Yes. And then they started going in, started like focusing in on one which looked like a vagina. Oh. Mm-hmm. A row, a vagina-shaped rose. Yeah. So, oh. the, so, so the bunch of flowers had one like flower in the middle, which in the middle of it was shaped like a massive vagina. Yes. So massive. it comes massive. closer. <laughs> 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 oh, hang, on, hang on a minute! Hang on a minute! I've got, I've got the idea. All right, let's have a look. Hang on. All right, there's, so, 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 so they're pink roses, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> so it's pink roses. And there's, there's zooming in on one that looks like a vagina, okay. Yeah. There we go, yeah. hang on. Are you playing it very small in the corner of your screen or covering your phone with your hand on the bus? Flipping it. Just imagine that on the big screen. flower out for a smear <laughs> test make you shiver. That is a vagina. Getting your flower out. How does the thought of developing cervical cancer feel? There we go. There we go. It does Six last... women are diagnosed with cervical cancer every okay. week so it's in Scotland. That's it. Okay. Yeah. It, and then it zooms out again. They have just superimposed a vagina in a rose there, haven't they? Because no rose yeah. looks like that. I think they've squished it in a certain way. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, so you're watching so, this with your 14-year-old daughter, and you yeah. got a bit embarrassed. It's not. But you've, you've you've got to imagine we're sitting in a, in a cinema screen, so it's I don't know. It's, I know it's a, wide. Yeah, I know a cinema screen. Although sometimes, you know, when you go to the cinema and they put you in like screen twelve, and you go, yeah. "My telly's bigger than this. I've paid fifteen quid. <laughs> that's, that's outrageous. I want the big screen. I want it loud. I want the room." To, and quite yeah. often they have the yeah. volume down now nowadays. Anyway, sorry, carry yeah. on. Going off on a tangent. Though. Yes. So, yes. so the thing is, this massive. I mean, it gets really, really big because it comes... All right, we've got the idea. You've seen a massive <laughs> vagina. Yeah, OK, it's fine. And I, I felt really uncomfortable. And I know that, like, the premise to the advert, it, sho- it shocks people into going and getting their cervical screen because yes. right. it was in the news today, in fact, that women are dying dying of embarrassment. I think one yeah. one of the headlines were in the papers because women won't go yeah. because they're embarrassed. Right. I thought it was too much. I thought it was a bit too much to have a massive vagina. I mean, this thing was like 12 foot high right in front of my face. <laughs> Get lost in that. Right in front of your face. <laughs> it's been a long time. Um... <laughs> There's a Jenny Eclair advert on at the moment as well where she, out of nowhere, starts talking about vaginal dryness and it took me by surprise. Well, but here's the thing, right? Vaginal dryness is, is slightly different from cancer. Yeah. Right? And, and, yeah. and, and um, that'll, that'll just give you a rash. Do you know what, do you know what I think, Fraser? <clears throat> yeah. Permission to speak freely. Permission granted. Deal with it. Just deal with it. Yeah. Deal with it. Get over yeah. it. It's, it. Listen. Uh, do you know, it, it's not that I didn't deal with it and I, I can accept it, but I just thought... Is, is that just too much? No. If you're in the, in the cinema with your daughter... No, right, but here's the thing, right? What was, well, hang on, what is the rating for... Uh, 
Shut that bloody dog up. What is the rating for uh, um, glass? It's 15. It's 15. It's fine. Then 15's fine. If it yeah, was like a 12... 15, um, she's, four, she's 14, but well, she's really, really you, tall. You broke... So. You, right, well, you broke... Yeah. Okay, so you broke the law. So, you smuggled your daughter yeah. into a film that she was not emotionally equipped for, a very violent, sexual exactly. film yeah. that she was yeah. not equipped for. So you're a criminal. You're a bad dad. We've established that, right? <laughs> okay, We've got okay. that. You're a terrible father. Mm-hmm. Um, 15, yeah, no, you know, girls, you know, that should be fine. I, can, I, re- I, can, I get the dad-daughter embarrassment. I get it. The reason you think it. it's a bit much is part of the reason why they need to do these adverts, right? Because it's not discussed, it's not talked about. We all yeah. see, like, Ian read a story out about, uh, you know, a top that looks like the pattern on it looks like a comedy penis, right? We can all draw one of those crying cactuses without even looking, but... Okay. But no one like the vagina is is something that is still kind of very medicalized and yeah. you know there are lots of women who don't even want to look at their own never mind talk about them yeah so yeah. Do you and know, you know what? the reason for maybe, yeah, yeah. maybe it's I, necessary obviously it's yeah. necessary and I'm, I'm with you do you know Catherine I'm with you and I'm just bringing it up I'm not bringing it up because I was totally against it no I wasn't. It's good of you to admit um, that how you felt, because I bet everyone felt like yeah, that. Yeah, but, yeah. It made me feel a wee bit uncomfortable. I knew why they were doing it, and I knew yeah. why they made me feel uncomfortable. But yeah. I was just like, I don't know, I'll put it out there for you to talk about. Um, it was a bit of a shock to me. Yeah. It was, because but, it was so graphic. Yeah. Did, really, you, really um, did you speak to your daughter about it? Uh, no, because after that, it was just like the trailers and then the film and then the film happened and then... Isn't it interesting? You've chosen... And I get why you've called us. Of course I do. The, the, you've spoken yeah. to us about it and you didn't... I'm assuming you got yeah. to get the bus home or you had to drive home with her. Yeah, yeah. We, we got... I, I, drove, I drove home, but we're really, really open about things like that. And yeah. It just not came up. Okay. Um, yeah, but she, she, I would really, I, I would talk to her, no problem. Good. About All right, well, that's cool. You sound like a, you sound like a good man, then. You yeah. sound like a good dad, and I get, you know, I've got boys, so that issue isn't there for me. But I get the embarrassment, of course I do. But um, yeah, but if you've seen, you've saw the advert now. You played it, didn't you? Yeah. I mean, that's really, really graphic. So well, I don't it's know. not. But it's still a flower. I don't think so. It's a it's a flower, and I, I don't yeah. know if they've super. Yeah. They've done something to it to make it look more vaginal, but they've squeezed yeah. it. But it, yeah. it's um is is very cleverly done. It's artistically yeah. done. It's a beautiful advert. If it saves a life, then I want more yeah. adverts. And, and that's the thing, right? Yeah. There'll be women who are sitting watching that, thinking, ah, "I've had the letter and I've not done it, and why am I putting it off?" Really, it might have just given well, them the nudge that that they needed, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I appreciate your guys' input into it, and uh, please come up to Scotland. I want to see you in you the will. rabbit hole, so... <laughs> don't bring your... Don't, listen, well, don't do another bad parenting and bring your 14-year-old daughter to what is going to be an yeah. adult show. We're going to be... We're going to be dressed up okay. as vaginas. <laughs> we're gonna, it's very vagina-based. We're handing out free vaginas to everyone that comes. <laughs> um, it's going to be... It's, oh. it's, the, the theme is vaginas this year. Well, that, you've heard of the vagina monologue. Well, there's two of us. It's a vagina duologue. Yeah. What's the joke? Duet. A vagina. No, duologue. No, 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 no. Double gyna. No, it's not, though. Because monologue is one, duologue. You said there's two of us. It makes it a duologue. It's not a joke. Dialogue. No, it's a duologue. Thank you so much, Fraser. Okay, thank you. Thank you. It's a duologue. A monologue for two people is a duologue, not dialogue. It's not a a vaginalogue. It's not a a fanny. You're just trying to make a joke that isn't there, all right? Trust me. Trust me on this one.
saving your skin. Let's go to them ads. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on air and off the leash on Talk Radio. Listen to this. This is this is this is dumb. They're doing this. This is a story in the paper. The price of Freddo chocolate bars will drop to 10p for a week starting today. Right? I think, oh, I've, I've bought, not bought Freddo for ages. They're thinking, oh, good, 10p, that's great. The 16p saving... What? The 16p saving at Tesco follows an online campaign to restore the treat to its 1994 relaunch price. So, it. So it's twenty six p, but it's ten. What is it? it gives us it gives us stuff about bloody Freddo Frog. Well, Freddo all... Frog can, Freddo Frog can jump as far as I'm concerned. That's a joke, but I actually, I mean, it's not. I mean, the good thing about Freddo Frogs is, that, I mean, it's the forbidden stolen chocolate from a child always tastes nicer. Yeah, yeah. But I wouldn't go out and buy myself one. Freddo Frog. Um, what you got, Boily? Hail Mary. There we go. Let's get with spooky music. Who was the mysterious friend visiting Martin? This is from Chat It's Vate. Okay, of course it is. And it's page 22 if you want to read along a cath. This is written by Angela McGee in Staffordshire. You know me as an intrepid psychic investigator using my... Hang on, is this a a, a fictional story? No, this is in the words of Angela McGee and there's a Polaroid photograph of her here in Chat It's Vate. Oh, she looks fun. Okay, all right, fine. Oh, she looks like a fun, fun lady. Okay, she looks a little bit like Velma from Scooby Dooby Doo. Okay, who, who actually, I actually um, find hotter than Daphne. Daphne, yeah, mm. I do. Although sometimes you see Daph, sometimes you see Daphne in a sleeping garments or swimwear. Daphne's obviously the one. She's the bait. Yeah, isn't she? Like oh, Fred is. Well, in the kind of more recent Scooby Doo's. Well, in the more most recent Scooby Doo. Shaggy's going out with Velma, and Scooby is jealous. Zoics? No, no. Raggy! Zoics, Scoob! Raggy! I do a good Scooby-Doo impression, don't I? If phone up if you think you can do a better one. You won't. Raggy! Raggy! I, I thought that was quite good. Yeah, it's, it's not bad, but mine is better. <laughs> it's all in the cheeks. You want to do that? Gee, Scoob! <laughs> I don't know who that is meant to be. Shaggy. Uh, you know me, this is Angela McGee, as an intrepid... Hang son. on a minute. Just put oh, straight come through. on. No, put them through. we got someone, we got, we got, I'm sure someone's called in. Can you do a Scooby-Doo impression? No, no, I wanted to speak to Ian about uh, a few problems I have. Oh. OK, um, OK, well, we're on the air now. You're speaking to Ian. Uh, oh, hi, Ian. Hello, mate. Yeah, uh, sorry, I didn't recognise your voice. You put me straight through. That's because I'm doing my Scooby Doo impressions. Um, I know, sorry, man. I don't want to put a downer on it. I just thought I'd talk to you because I've got a few problems. Okay, well, listen, we haven't got much time left in the show to deal with problems. But um, I know you haven't, mate. Well, that's all right. Don't worry. We're about to do a spooky story that I think is going to solve a lot of people's problems. Um, when you say problems, what kind of problems you got? Uh, just using drugs and. Hey, come on, man! That's why I thought I'd give you a call. Come on, man. Do you want to carry on using drugs? No. Um, uh, You don't know. My situation is mentally and honestly. Yeah, well, listen, you're going to be nuts if you're doing drugs. Trust me, I've been there. I know. Do you know when you're doing drugs and then you do it and you're feeling good and then you get to this point of the evening and you're not? Oi, I can hear that little chew in the back of your voice. What are you doing, a bit coke? 
Yeah. Yes, mate, I can and, hear it. And you know when you're doing it on your own, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. What, what are you doing? You're listening to this rubbish, watching a bit of porn? What's going on? <laughs> I just, uh, I just watch, no, I just watch old sport things because oh, I right. love my sport and it, but then have the radio on. How much? How much you spent on coke today? No, not a lot. I don't do a lot, mate. No, yeah, it doesn't but... matter how much you do. It's whatever you've spent, you've wasted your money. You might as well just chuck your money out the window. I know. Well, yeah, and plus the stuff I get shit anyway. Yeah, well, exactly. You know there I mean? you go, you see. Um, uh, OK, well, so what, how are you going to stop taking drugs? I don't know, man. I, yeah, basically, I'm 40. Yeah. Are you going to kill yourself? And yeah, you'll go. You're going to go mental at this. I haven't worked since I was twenty. Why would I go mental at that? I don't care. Because you'll think I'm. I don't know. You, you know when you feel really down and everyone will be get negative about you. I don't. I don't care if you're not worked for twenty years. If that's if that's the lifestyle you've chosen, that's I couldn't care less. I'm not one of those that's going to go. Hey, you scrounger. No, but it isn't, mate. Do you know what I mean? It started. Right. Off well, then fine. Then you. Uh, how much gear? Habit. How much gear you got left? No, it's all gone. It's all gone. Right, fine. Now's a great time to stop using drugs. Um, I know, man. Uh, um, and listen, all I can do... I don't have the answer, right? All I, I can you don't, do, mate. All, no, right, just, 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 just come off the, the coke edge a bit. All I can do is share what, how I got clean, and the way I got clean was I went to Narcotics Anonymous. Mm. I don't fancy going to Narcotics Anonymous. No, I... It, yeah, I do, know. I, I obviously think I... Yeah, well, I know it, this is what everyone says. You can stop doing it yourself, isn't it? Oh, in that case, in that case, you're sorted then. Just stop. But it, but it's not just that. You know, I, I, you know, I haven't worked because, I, you, know, uh, I, you know, I suffer from depression. Here's the thing, I, mate. I, Here's I, the thing. Here's the thing. Cut the bullshit, right? Yeah. I, don't, I don't know why you suffer from depression. But what I do know yeah. is cocaine will make you depressed. That's a fact. That's a fact. So I had this with another guy recently, right? Uh, Drink isn't the problem. Drink isn't the problem. It's my mental health. Right. Well, fine. Why don't you cut out the drink? Why don't you cut out the Coke and then see where where your mental health is? You've just told me you can stop doing Coke anytime you want. Well, stop it then. Stop it and stay stopped. But I'm in such a position now, like with anxiety and stuff, that I literally cannot leave the house and walk Because you're doing Coke! I know. (laughs) <laughs> Dude, I'm not having a go at you. I'm shouting because I know, we're coming together. I, I really, I really want to hear Kath's story about spooky, spooky man. I know, man. Okay, I'll leave you to no, it. No, no, no. But listen, but and also, also, I'm aware I'm talking to someone who's high on coke, right? Who's coming down from coke or whatever, and it's yeah. it's almost pointless me talking to you. You've just told know, me mate. you can stop doing coke. Well, stop anyway, doing it. I just thought I'd call you. Because call me tomorrow when you're it's straight. Kind of helped. Call me tomorrow when you're straight. Yeah. When you're down the yeah, other but side. I won't, because then I'll be scared to call you. Well, but there's no reason to be scared to call me. I wanted to... We'll, we'll, have, we'll, 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 spoke, we'll swap war stories and stuff, and I'll, I'll help you get clean. I'll tell you, what you, I'll tell you exactly what you need to do. OK, mate, I'll I call you tomorrow. I'll make suggestions. But give me a call tomorrow, brother. OK, I'll try to. All right, all right. No, 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 okay. no, 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 this try to bullshit. Call me. No, I will. All right, take care. Cheers. Right, Catherine, back to the spooky story, please. <laughs> No, I, 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 wanted to, I wanted to hear the spooky story. This is important to me, and that guy's important to me. All I can say is I got clean through going to Narcotics Anonymous, getting a sponsor, working the steps. That's the brief version of it, OK? And that's, that's worked. Yeah, yes. cocaine never made an anxious person less anxious, exactly, did it? Exactly, man. Go on, let's hear the spooky story. Come in, Paul, we've got a spooky... It's time for a spooky story. Angela McGee's really long spooky story, so I'll we'll, be, I'll we'll be got, fast. We've only got four minutes. Right. 
Martin Baker was a friend of mine, a fellow seeker on a quest for a true understanding of life. Seeker. We first met some years ago when he was looking for a medium to investigate his home as he was experiencing some paranormal disturbances. Yes. I was recommended, and a few days later I found myself ringing on his doorbell. Come in, come in, he said, ushering me into his home, a broad smile on his face. This is the seeker. Yes, like Martin. My first impression of him was that he was very much a man's man, down-to-earth and very proud. Tough guy. You're a fan of Rod Stewart, then, I remarked, looking at the photo of him with his famous musical hero. Oh. Oh, yes, very much so. So when she says a man's man, she means specifically he's a Rod Stewart Stewart man. man. (laughs) Yes, anyway, blah, blah, blah. Martin and I had a lot in common. Well, hang on, hang on. If you're going to rush the story, then maybe we save it to time. I think we should, because it gets... Well, then don't rush it. The Virgin Mary's involved, and I think we owe her more respect. She she deserves respect. Then save it. That's a teaser. That'll get them listening tomorrow. We've got Jake Shillingford from My Life Story coming in tomorrow as well. I mean, we've got everything tomorrow. We've got everything. We've got that guy. That guy better call back. If you're listening, call back tomorrow, man, because it's difficult to do... It's difficult to save lives, Paul... At the end of the show, and to kind of, you know, and it's difficult as well when people are high on cocaine to to get through their thick skulls. Good evening, Paul Ross. Good evening. It's difficult for me now to tell you about my spam-scented candle. Oh! I heard you regaling the listeners with yeah. your Yankee candle. Turkey. Turkey. Well, many years ago, turkey, it's turkey. always that sausage week, isn't it, or donut day. <laughs> yeah. It was spam week, spice, pork and ham, and I got sent a tin of spam. Only it wasn't. It had a key on the top. Hang on, is that, is, is that what it's shot for? Spice well, pork they, they, they and ham. They don't know absolutely the derivation, but that's one of the theories. It comes from spice pork and ham. It's one of those slightly mm. controversial ones. Okay. It may just be spam or some you know trade name. Yeah. And I got the chin. I thought, okay, we'll have a look at this. And I undid it, and inside, with a wick, was a spam-scented candle, oh. which was rather lovely. <laughs> slightly overpowering and sickly, and it's not like, it's like it could be used in some hideous satanic ritual in Cleveland, somewhere <laughs> up north. But it was an interesting addition to my collection. Oh, I used to love spam. I oh, found, I'm trying to lose that, weight. In fact, that was my mum's... Whenever the rare occasions my sainted mother allowed us to take a day off school, you put your leg hanging off, um, her comfort food for us would always be tin tomato soup and white bread spam sandwiches, and you're allowed to dip. My Normally, you couldn't dip the sarnies in the soup. My mum was the same. You, uh, you had to be like on yeah. death's door to get a day off. Yeah, mine too. Day off school. <laughs> you had to be really ill. Uh, Paul, in fact, my mum even phoned me up and chided me once. I took a day off work. I was sick, oh, and my mum phoned. I was with my first wife, and uh, she went, I said, "Hello," and she said. Why aren't you at work? Oh, brilliant. <laughs> I'm 28 years old. Brilliant. Good for her. What's on your show tonight, Paul? On the show tonight, we're talking about a new pact in Australia where they're asking people to sign a, a, a little chitty saying they're not going to have selfies taken with wombats out of respect oh, for the wombats. Yep. They're disturbing the wombats. And we are going to moose jaw Canada. They're endangered species, wombats, now. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. The, and the hairy-nosed so wombat arrives in Edinburgh in March, Edinburgh Zoo. We're going to be covering that. And moose jaw Canada's on the, on the agenda because they used to have the largest statue of a moose in the world. Oh. They're now very rate because a Norwegian town has put them to post. It's 30 centimetres higher than their 10 metre high statue of uh, the moose and they said they're going to increase theirs and Norway says if you bring it on to us Mounties, us Vikings are going to double the size of our moose statue. So it's a bit of Canadian Norwegian angst. How are they going to how do you increase the size of a moose statue? Well, you give it longer legs. Yeah. They're talking about just putting it on a pedestal. I oh, think. come on. I know. It's a little lightweight from our Canadian cousins. So no. we're going to be live from Moose Jaw, Canada, though. A sentence I've been longing to say. But also, what the Canadians need to do is they need to, and maybe they're doing this, they need to keep quiet and go, oh, that's disappointing, but then secretly be building one that's like five times the size <laughs> and then just unveil it and go, oh, what, where did this come from? What and also surprise? send over kind of warriors to blow up the, the, the Norwegian moose. But I, So we've got all that and more. On, and the usual old tosh, of course. 
calls. There we oh, go. Oh, we're, we're doing a bit on Get Back to That. So, uh, they recorded it um, 50 years ago today. It's the um, only Beatles single when they credit somebody else, of course, on the actual Billy label. Billy Preston, yes. Billy Preston, of course. Yeah. And it was the first um, Beatles single to be released in stereo in the United States. So a bit of Get Back action on the show today. Get, uh, on the rooftop. Was that? No, no, there were three or four different versions. Right, they, recorded, okay. they started recording the studio. They did it, and he did all that Hope right. and Pass the Audition stuff, which Phil yes. Spector added. The single mix was different to the one on the album anyway. Okay. And then they did another one, I think, when they did Let It Be Naked, that stripped album yeah, that Paul yeah. McCartney did, which oh, is good, great, that great listen, yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed that a lot. So, the Beatles, Moose, and Wombats. I've got my, my office is now set up after being decorated, and I've got my dance set record player out, and I've just been playing, I've been sitting in there working today, just playing old 60s albums. Hard Day's Night, man. What a record. I haven't listened to that for years, A Hard Day's Night. I'm always kind of a bit sniffy about that. But that opening call just on the single. <laughs> there's a great, there's a, this is geeky, there's a YouTube video. Who is it? It's some American rocker who explains exactly how that chord's played. And they're all playing different things. One's playing a D, one's playing a G. It's all over. Anyway, I'll, I'll find a D. All that, and yesterday was Telly Savalas's birthday, so we oh. played If, his hit single. Yeah. Today, coincidentally, is the day he died. Back in, okay, so he died a day after his birthday, oh, that's sad. and we're playing the number one single that he had in Switzerland, Germany, and Austria top five, yeah. on which he sings. Oh, really? Didn't get radio play in this country, so a bit of Telly Savalas singing for this you is, this morning. This is uh, why would you want? Why would you want to go anywhere? Why would you want to go to bed? Well, Steve Ed Allen and his spikers starts at four a.m. So I lose. I shed. Oh. I shed listeners like I shed like Julia Hartley Brewer sheds dandruff. I know exactly where I want to shove that spike. Uh, Paul <laughs> Ross is coming up after one o'clock. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Catherine. We're back tonight at ten. This is Talk Radio.